blow me up. Yeah, she wanna pull me up. Yeah, she wanna show me up. Yeah, she wanna show me love. She just be running off. They running off with the sauce. Eating too much, my niggas they nauseous. Got that bag and I don't give a fuck. All of a sudden she fucking with us. All my dick she ain't making me buzz. Not gonna lie, yeah, that bitch is my crush and I don't know she like the vibe, yeah. Not gonna lie, yeah, that bitch is my crush and I don't know she like the vibe, yeah. Can't waste my life, can't waste my time, yeah. If I ain't making this heat, then little nigga, I'm making designs, yeah. Uh, if I ain't making this heat, then little nigga, I'm making designs, yeah. Uh, she like, baby, I like your personality, let me ask what your sign, yeah. And I know that she see the certain quality, she like, wish they was mine, yeah. She wanna party, oh party, she wanna party, party off Molly. She wanna, she wanna, she wanna party, party off Molly. She going wild so she see the sun. She going down, yeah, go retarded. I'm throwing them one, she don't give a fuck. Cause she wanna party, party off Molly. She wanna party, party off Molly. She wanna hurt, knowing that she wildin'. You got no money, but you got some diamonds. I get this bag and I got a lot of it. Niggas, they talking, I ain't with the politics. Nigga, you mad, you irrelevant. I might pull up to see what a different shit. I'm fucking this hoe, she a friend of benefit. It's about the bread, I'm in a trend Maybe that's the reason I am so friendly And she turns to that bitch when she met me I might scared if I hop in that belly She wanna blow me up Yeah, she wanna pull me up Yeah, she wanna show me up Yeah, she wanna show me love she wanna blow me up, yeah. She wanna pull me up, yeah. She wanna show me up, yeah. She wanna show me love. Shawty want me, look me in the eye I tell her the truth, she don't want no reply I pop out, I think she want me on the side Shawty, she shake like it came with the fries I cannot fake it, can't be a disguise I be ungrateful, my team, my ties Niggas be fake, boy, don't lie Boy, don't lie I just be puzzled, but don't wanna lie I say it's short, sure, ain't going inside Tomorrow we rolling, I'm over the gas Spinning the block, for y'all don't want ties I ain't gon' stop till we all can retire She on the block, but the bump in the fire Niggas be fake, boy, don't lie Boy, don't lie I say you showing it, going inside. Tomorrow we going, and I'm here with the gas. Need to be fake, boy don't lie, ayy. Boy don't lie, ayy. Boy don't lie, boy don't lie. Welcome back to another episode of Boys Don't Lie Podcast. Ashe Sanchez with Owen Burt, and we got a special guest on the show. <laughs> Stop playing that, man. A special guest, bro. 
I'm sorry, I've been worked out. I got a new job, so I work 40 hour weeks plus overtime. Yeah. How to get my bag up. You know what I'm saying? My man been working. And he also had one of the worst weeks of all Yeah, time. just... Hey, the last two weeks I've been hell yes. I ain't gonna cap. We're not gonna get into it, but not yet. Yeah. But my man, the police knocked on the door today and Beauty gave me a surprise bark. I was like, who's at the door? Yeah. <laughs> but my man got in. But I'm glad I got it back. I don't blame you. Yeah. Also, we got some like breaking news. Owens a KAB winner now. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes, you know, I yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My man, welcome to the family, bro. Yeah, hey. Um, I appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. I so. ain't go to college in Kansas in that spectrum, so I ain't even get admitted. But if I did, Oh, you've been out there. We're telling it, yo. Yeah. I'm just right. coming home. That's what we do, man. Yeah. Winning's in this bloodline. Um true. So we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Uh episode nine. I can't believe we're here to episode nine. Yeah. Uh we're only a couple episodes away, and then we're done with this podcast until the summertime. And then the summertime is takeover time. You're gonna oh, see it yeah. all over your your media. Yes, yeah, sir. We're coming heavy. Um I have a bunch of stuff in line for the podcast, bunch of stuff. Uh we have a bunch of interviews coming up. We're gonna get everything going, but we're until then, we're gonna stick where we're at now. Um probably get one more guest before the show ends, but um I kind of want to do a, like a, a like a rapper spotlight or try to get like a so like a, uh, what's the word somebody in here before yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we end out but well, season finale type thing yeah. yeah keep it going you know what I'm saying I feel but that. you know you know how it goes man we're trying to get to a two hours flat two hours flat it's tough man there's a lot to talk about so, so, uh, but we the last couple 50, weeks we've been doing it it's true the last couple weeks we've been doing it one fifty eight and thirty seven seconds it's tough hey if, 30, <laughs> hey if we get to one 45 with a split couple seconds. I'm okay with that. It's just a going over. We have we, we deserve the fans deserve it. They give them a steady podcast, you know. So we're gonna do it. Yeah. Um, like we say, first and foremost, before we get into the show, I'd like to thank all the fans that take their time. Last week the show got up to seven thousand plays. Me and Owen appreciate it. Ridiculous. Samari appreciates it because any revenue we get, Samari gets it. His name's on the stuff, so um, exactly. We all appreciate you guys just showing love to the show, um, just giving us constant feedback, uh, always giving me questions, DMing me, um, and like I said, follow these guys on their social media. Samari's verified footage on everything, and then uh, Owen is Owen Burke. Owen underscore Burke, I think. Yeah, yeah. On uh, stuff, and then we have the link tree. Samari's um, Apple Music and stuff. His playlist is also on the link tree. Yeah, tap Owen's, into that. Owen's Twitch is on the link tree. Yeah, we're everywhere, man. We have our own pod, our own podcast playlist. Yeah, I just made it last week, so I got. We have up to eighty-eight people who've added that in the last week. Like so that. that's a lot of people who've added it. We're gonna try to do it two weeks. We're gonna try to update it. So this upcoming week we'll update it. But I'm not um, gonna lie to y'all, got a new series I've been working on. I've been working on it for seven months. I'm four playlists in, probably going to make it eight playlist series, mm-hmm. and I'm going to put them all out back to back to back to back to back. Like tell, people, tell people your uh, your um, it's, music. It's real five footage. Is it? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah everything. We'll see. Make it easy. Yeah. <laughs> you just go in there, tap in on it. Everything's open to the public. I haven't really made any uh, significant changes to it because like uh, 2018, 2019, I was doing it more consistently. I was really helping. Uh, that's when I was doing the kick for Teenage Radio. Mm-hmm. And I was sending them between me and Shay. Honestly, it was like a battle. He thought he was going to win. But I just started really getting like, I really enjoyed it. So it's one of those things I always say, like when uh, everybody asks me about them, you play it from top to bottom. Don't go to your skip your song. Like I make everything exactly how I want it to be from 
the first song to the last song, every order. And I make the like the bios and everything myself. So go ahead and tap into that. If you're really into music, get a different ear. I got a bunch of different sounds. I got, you know, your trap. I love alternative music. I got your slow jams. I got your oldies. Whatever you need. Let's go. That man just sold his product, man. It's true. Good. He did. Um, right, so whenever, whenever to a jet ski. In the, in the future, <laughs> when we're like million dollars worth of game and we're doing a promo for a new Amsterdam, we got our man. So. That's true. <laughs> um, I also, I just put out a playlist. Uh, it's a it's an international playlist. So it has a bunch of like reggae music, Afro beat music, um, like a bunch of like uh, like people like Chef G, Skepta, um, just a bunch of music from like international. So UK drill, I've been getting really into that UK drill scene. I like that. So yeah, all types of music on all types of platforms. Owen's got his own playlist. Top into his playlist. Owen's gonna give you more of a nostalgic vibe. He's, That's he's true. more of the old people. I've been listening to the old stuff, kicking it back, and even old. Like I mean, it feels like 2016 seems like old, but just like some of the tracks that dominated when they came out that you probably just forgot mm-hmm. existed. That's yeah. what I do best. So. Oh yeah, I have a 2016 playlist. Ah. Well, I know what I'm listening to on the way home. Oh, bro, he, he, like, bro, he, I'm talking like he, Panda. Send it, send it, send it, send it to me. Okay, I will. I'm on it. That's my favorite. That year was crazy. For real, <laughs> that year was crazy. Absolutely insane. Let me find it for you real quick. Hold up. But yeah, man. So let's get into this. We got a bunch of things to talk about today. Um, the first thing is we got one fan question from the homie Drew in Texas. Shout out to you. Yes, sir. It's good, sir. Um, we are going to talk about the most influential rappers. Um, and it was just a post. I got tagged in earlier today. Yeah. And um, it was on Twitter. And basically, long story short, what it was just talking about was like the influential rappers. And it had, it had listed off a couple of um, rappers that they thought was basically influential. And then on it was, uh, it was Little B who posted it. And Little B basically said, you're looking at the most influential rappers in the history of hip hop. One was Soldier Boy, the second was Lil Wayne, the third was um, Lil B himself, and then you had Gucci, and then they went on to uh, put on Eminem and then Sosa. Yeah. Um, for the most part, personally, I'll go first. I agree with it. I think you add Young Thug to that. 100%. And yeah. then you, you got me, 100%. I'm kind of like 95 just because they don't have Thug in there. Yeah. But I will say that a lot of people do forget that Lil B did. He was influential. And I want to assume. Yeah. First yeah. off, I think he he was kind of almost on that like Soldier Boy wave. Yeah, because he, he almost influenced Soldier Boy into it. But like, I think only thing that separates Soldier Boy and them is Soldier Boy said it this week. He he made viral. I ended up tweeting this week though. I'm not gonna lie to you. I said, "How much more credit do you want us to give you? Because we know you That's made the it." Truth, man. He just wants all the credit. I'm but like, I feel yes. like a lot of people still don't. Like, there's a ton of people that have come out in the last couple of years and gave him his props where he, where he deserves them. But at the same time, I feel like the mainstream audience. Knows him from two songs, and they think that's all he contributed to the game, and it's definitely nowhere near that. So, I mean, it's real. Yeah, and that's the only thing. Which that could get frustrating. You could have a thousand, two thousand people tell you do your job well. Those two people tell you that you don't do it well, and it sticks with you. It's annoying. It's a thorn in your side. So, I mean, it's hard to say because like Sosa influential. Like everybody was not a not a debate about it. Yeah, I mean. Bro, you don't get you don't get music videos with a thousand of your homies in the back without Sosa. Right? That's true. So, as that's one big guy, uh, Wayne. I mean, Wayne has to be yeah. talked about. 
Uh, you know, I had a question. I was talking to uh, one of my buddies at work about this, actually. Mm-hmm. And he said, do we put Drake up there? And I said, no. As influential? No, I wouldn't either. Uh, uh, he, he argued against it. He gave some pretty good points, but I just was like, he's not influential. I think, Because I no. think the thing about Drake is that we love Drake because he's influenced by more artists. If that makes yeah. sense. He's one. He's at the top one. of the game because yeah. he brings in so much of this other stuff. It's game. almost like I think you talked about it last week. Is like Russell Wilson. Like you're not putting your stats on one receiver because you know he's going to pass it to everybody. Exactly. That's how yeah. Drake is. That's yeah. So he's that's honestly makes him great. Yeah, I can see that. That's like that's so actually that's what puts him at the top. But you can't put him at the top of the influential because mm-hmm. I feel like now that could change down the line because I see him as a guy that as he gets older into his years, I still think he's going to stick around to produce a thing. I think he has. His ear for music is just way too alive to just be like, at one point in his career, to just be like, I don't think I want to do anything with music anymore. Like, I don't see that until he's old, like 60, 70. I think he's going to be helping produce and, like, at least just, like, being an A&R and listening and and doing a bunch of pre-track stuff. So I think it could change, but I wouldn't put Drake up there right now. And I agree with you that Young Thug definitely has to be on the list. Like, that's... There's no way you can't. And then Gucci's the same way with the whole Atlanta sound that's blown up. I, I almost argued your boy out of there. Who? Yeah. But then I had to sit back and like hop off my chair. And I was like, nah, he's influenced. See, this is the thing that's so difficult about him is that like a lot of people want to not give him his credit because they feel like he's been given so much credit over time. And that's how a lot of people are. It's so easy to hate on hate on Eminem today. People don't realize how really like different like, his pen is, and where, and he, I, where he came from, and why he gave us what he gave us. Yeah, and really. he and he talks about like how his music wouldn't have sold as good as it did if he wasn't white, which he's right. Yeah, but like, it's not what is he gonna that. do about it? It's like, not even that. It's just like his music videos too. Like yeah, his yeah. music videos are crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. they were out there. Like, and then like. Also, like, I always look at him and, like, how he did his voices with the, like, na 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 yeah. like, everything in his, like, fast pitch. Yeah. It's almost like Kendrick, but it's Kendrick doing it in his own way. Exactly, yeah. So, I, I, I had to give him his props on that. And plus, I mean, it, I bet you it gives a lot of white rappers. You got to think of every white rapper or every rapper that can rap more than 10 syllables in a second or have to be, that's their influence. The in. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So... I think I think he has to be in there as well. That's what like I, I said. You can try to take what you want away from him, but like too many people try to do that. Didn't they put Gucci on that too? Yeah, yeah. he's in there. Hey, I almost wanted to be rich. I almost wanted to take Gucci out and put Ti in. It's really tough. It's debatable for the simple fact that not a lot of like trap was invested I don't feel by like him. Ti get that much? No, no, they don't because him. people don't people don't know that. And I give you, you know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. be there, but like. <laughs> The reason why people give Gucci so much credit is because people try to copy him. They try to copy the way yeah, he rap style, enough, yeah. the, 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 the way that they projected the topics he put. I just think that's what it was. he also had more iconic moments, like with the picture with him with the gun. Oh, um, yeah. Like that whole stretch of like mixtapes when he was in jail. Everything. Yeah, yeah, They even try to compare the future. businessman. Yeah. Now. Now, yeah, yeah. Cause there was that time when he was going in and out of jail. That he was people don't know about that, bro. We was exactly. Other people don't know anything about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, like also, like you got to think about it, like me growing up in the South, bro. I remember it was a day Ti was going to 
going to jail, that he was going to turn himself into jail, and he talked that guy, or he either had got out of jail or he was going into jail. 2009. It was around 2009, 2008. It was around that era. It was the summertime, wasn't it? It was, it was the summertime, yeah. It was, it was summertime. Because we was at Grandma's house. No, I was in Georgia. I was going to the Boys and Girls Club. I, yeah, so then it was 2009 then? Because he, I, I remember. school program. He, it was, it was after school program. Well, yeah. it was after school program. It was the summer program. And I remember he had talked some dude into not killing themselves. Like, after or before you go into jail. Like, that's crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, because he, because like, I don't know what it was. Or if he wanted to talk to Tip or what it was. But, yeah, people got to give that man his credit, bro. Like, Trap really? music started because of that man, so you got to give that man credit. But I mean, I guess we all agreed on that, so it's not really much to get more to elaborate on it. So we're gonna go into some more topics. Um, do we got? Do we have the the current update on as of right now on a DMX? As far as we know, right now, as as us recording it, he's still in critical condition. Mm-hmm. Still a massive outpour of love and support from the rap community and and the world as a whole. It seems like just yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's a scary situation because when we say critical condition, they just did a brain scan to see how much brain activity he's got left today. They still haven't released what the results of that test were, but we have heard that there's reports that it didn't go well, and then now his family's kind of faced with a tough decision. He's yeah. kind of in the midline of like 50-50 shot. He comes back 50-50. He sits there on life support the rest of his life. So mm-hmm. that's always a hard decision for his family to make too. So... It's touch and go right now. That's all we know. Um, obviously, all love, prayers, and you know, and and everything out to his family. A lot of people don't understand why people are saying this because a lot of people are like, "Oh, he's old. Like he's washed up. He just gave us Rough Riders anthem." Blah 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 blah. That is literally one of the greatest poets in rap history, and people don't understand that. And if you were young in my gener in our generation listening. Go and listen to some of his better work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go listen to some of his actual, like, freestyles. Go listen to some of his features. And then tap into his albums. And then you'll realize where his mind was at. I'm talking, this is somebody who came from absolutely nothing. He gave an interview not too long ago. I remember watching it. And he was basically explaining how he gave everything he wanted to to his community. Every hood in New York will literally respect him because he's never been one of those people that, oh, I'm not too good, I'm too not. Nah, he gets down with everybody for that reason. He shows love because that's all he's ever been able to do. He had his mentor at 14 almost corrupt his whole existence with literally lacing some, you know, marijuana that they were smoking at the time or whatever, which is sad. He's even doing that at that age, but that was that environment that he was in. You can't really blame him for that. Right. Nonetheless, all respect, all love, definitely prayers, definitely, definitely prayers to that man. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I, I'm not one to like ride on waves when yeah. people are dying because I always tell people when Nipsey died, like I wasn't listening to any of the albums before Victory Lab. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, if it, if it comes out that you know reports come out that God forbid that he does die, I'm not gonna lie because like um, it's hot and what is it? It's hot in hell, or is it? It's dark as hell. Yeah, and then the Grand Champ, I'm probably the only two I've listened to. Years of Dog too, I gave a little bit of a listen to, but besides that, I haven't given DMX much of a listen. I know he's a pioneer and one of the pioneers. In the yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but it's dark. I've no, never gave him like the time. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's dark and it's sorry, my bad. It's dark and hell is high. is probably my favorite work from him. I think it's yeah. an sister album. Bro, he had a he had a Marilyn Manson feature. Yeah, I mean, let me go check and see. Like, like, bro, like, I don't think people realize what he was doing. Like, oh wait, I stand corrected. That was on Flesh. Yeah, so the Marilyn Manson feature was on Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood, which is probably my second favorite, which they came back to back because they were in the same year. However, in the retrospect, I feel like a lot of people don't give him credit for that, but It's Dark as Hell is Hot. It's probably my favorite. My favorite song. You got to listen to stuff like Stop Being Greedy is one of my favorites. You know what I'm saying? Let Me Fly is one of my favorites. You got Slipping, of course. That's always going to be a favorite. I like Blackout because Ain't No Way. Like. You gotta, you gotta really tap into the way he did the rhyme scheme, the way that he did. Like he's just a different kind of person, different kind of artist for sure. Yeah, I remember like my mom, my mom was a big DMX fan, that's why I kind of clung to him. But I really didn't really start getting into his music. So I was like in the third or fourth grade, which is kind of crazy. You shouldn't be listening to that at that <laughs> age. But that man is. X gonna give it to you. Oh God, <laughs> he yeah, gave it to me. That's all you gotta say, man. So we uh the next topic we are going to today is uh from Cole Bennett. Uh I'm gonna let Owen read the tweet and then we're gonna get more into it. just give our opinions. So Cole tweeted out this week, he said, When the SoundCloud scene was at its height, there were unsi- there were unsigned underground artists doing more numbers than mainstream acts. No label push, just a loyal audience. It was an era. Then the labels caught on and nothing has been the same since. Everything feels so artificial now. So it's kind of I mean, what do you guys think about that? I think he has a point. Like, I mean, I think he's talking about the last four to five years where you could drop something on SoundCloud with no album push and just you have that legion of fans like that that are going to be there to put up numbers for you. And now with records catching on to everything, it's kind of tougher to go that route, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of, what do y'all think about it? So, so he's basically talking about just like, the numbers aspect of it? Yeah, he's... So, like, the summary that I get from it was that when when the SoundCloud scene was at its height, which to me, that's in the last yeah. four or five years, like, when Uzi and all them yeah. were coming up through the pipeline like that, like, he was doing numbers on SoundCloud, and there's still unreleased music on SoundCloud that's not, and that's the same thing with Trav, too, like, Days 4 Rodeo and Days 4 Birds are both on SoundCloud, and some people think that that's his best work of all time. Like, we, we were talking about I mean, where would you put, like, his works of music and Days Before Rodeo's there. That's not a studio album. Like, that's... Yeah, it's a mixtape. I mean, yeah, it's a mixtape on SoundCloud. I, I don't think... And, I don't, so, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think people realize that, and speaking of that, 2013 to 2015 was the biggest time for my mixtape, Spin Real and everything like that. 2013 to 2016. Well, yeah, I, I think mean, you gotta I mean, take that. I, I say 2015 because that's when SoundCloud really got pushed because everybody was on like Cardi, Uzi, X, and. I mean, I mean that's when it was coming up. But I feel like, well, I feel like that's when it was coming up, but I feel like it's like it started to go whenever like Uzi came Because he's talking about the SoundCloud like, era. I mean, I'm so gonna be real with like you. 14, I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be real with you. There's only three people that I think of in the SoundCloud era Future, Uzi. Uh, nah. And part Cardi, like I, I don't think of I don't think of Future. Bro, he dropped every mixtape he I think, had originally on SoundCloud for I think, that reason. When I think of Future, I think of uh, Dirty Sprite too. Like, no, I don't. I don't. I think of Astronaut Kid. Bro, come on, bro. I'm being I'm being real with you. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm being, I feel you. I'm being real with you though. Like, I'm giving you, I'm giving you fruitful conversation. Like, I when you, you think about Future, 
you think about mixtape live or like Spinrilla or shit like that. You know what I'm saying? To me, he was before. Because that's because he was, that was his time. Like he was there with like Waka Flocka and them and like um, what was the song? Ho shit yeah. or like like Future was there. Like they I mean, he's already. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm not saying that. SoundCloud made him, obviously. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying... you're saying, like, when you think of, like... Like, when I think of SoundCloud... Come on. When you think of SoundCloud, you gotta say, like, Yachty, Uzi, X. Yes, X. Anyone that was in the 2016 freshman cycle. People are not, like... No. 2016, 2018. I'm putting Ski on I'm not saying that. I'm not saying... The reason... This is my debate. 2015 had one of the greatest stretches of just mixtapes. Y'all failed to realize what he put on that platform. He didn't... Try and put it on my mixtapes for that reason. He wanted it to be exemplified because he wanted to get the sound back out because he had just came off a tour. I had fifty six nights. Well, two thousand fifteen. Beast mode. When we were when we were like, still living with dad, I was on my mixtape listening to that. Right, off of but it dropped originally on, on my mixtapes on mixtapes apps and SoundCloud because that DSP area was not there. DSP didn't come on later. So you were strictly going to my mixtapes or come on, bro. Come no, on, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm here. You were going straightly to mixtape apps yeah. or you were going to. And if you couldn't get off a of mixtape app, you was going to SoundCloud. But you were only getting Lucy's off of SoundCloud. You wasn't getting full albums like you're getting now. Right. No, no. For sure, for sure. They didn't start doing that until later. Like, I think after 2018. That's not that's not my point. I'm just saying that's just me. Yeah. I mean. I mean, like, I'm, not, I'm not denying the Yachty thing either, but I mean, I'm going to be real. People really didn't start getting pushed on stuff like on those artists until 2016. We were we were going into our senior yeah, year. 2016, so that's what I'm saying. 2015 was future year. So then that 2016 year was that prime year. That's yeah. today. That's where yeah. SoundCloud, because he's talking about like the, the height of the SoundCloud era. Yeah. That's, that's the me, height, yeah. To me, the height of it cool. kicked after future stuff was already on there for years. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong, that's like future is... I can't put Future on there because I feel like personally he's already established. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, disrespecting him. No, but see, no, that. but I saw I'm not trying to do. But in the, in the tweet, he literally saying everything built off of that era has taken off, and we've literally watered it down. That's what I'm getting from that. To me, I feel like what he's saying is like it's harder to go that route now. Like you had so many like in that peak era from like. To me, it's like the end of 2015 up until like 2017, 2018, where like when Uzi was putting all his stuff on there, mm-hmm. and then and then you have X is putting all his stuff, and then Ski. Like could, to me, it's that underground. I don't, like, and people's putting his. I can't agree there. with like, that though. This, you know, that's where like stuff. where people were like they were opening sound. Where he's right is who fucked it up is Juice World. Yeah, because yeah. when Juice World dropped Lucid Dreams, and then his numbers started to go up, and then he made that video for him. Yeah. It was as a raps. It was yeah, a raps. I mean, I feel like because it was like DSPs were like, get this song on on Spotify, on Apple Music, title on everywhere, anything, Amazon yeah, Music, everywhere. get it because this kid's gonna run our stuff up, right? Exactly. And then it was like, we need to do something because that's when um it was the ending of twenty, it was the ending of twenty seventeen because I know I was graduating and that was when uh. Chance the Rapper basically said that he had to have a conversation with the guy with uh, SoundCloud because SoundCloud almost got booted. Yeah. So, like, as much as I agree, I mean, I, I, I agree think with what he's saying. saying. Is, yeah, is I like, agree with him. That, like, labels and, and, and those companies are coming in earlier in now, so it's hard to watch that blossom 
and have established that loyal fan base because I feel like labels are snapping up artists before they really have a chance to like break. I mean, I don't know. And then sometimes they get shelved. I feel like it's debatable still because you got people like Lil Tecca. You got people like like. Yeah, but Killer Roy started off on SoundCloud. For you got enough. people like, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be onesies and twosies, but I feel like in a general aspect, well, you, you still got... SoundCloud is like home of people like... like, like SoundCloud is home of people like Mitri. Like, if you don't have SoundCloud, Mitri can't make music or do anything. No, but I, I mean, they did you know just saying? change the record and to I where like as of April, as, you can start getting your royalties too. too like, I don't know. It's not as big. I need to know what the, like, what it is because it, I know changed. you can't get, you can't get a certain amount of, you can't get a certain amount of plays and then go on the Billboard Top 100 off of that, because that was the biggest thing when EXO Torlock came out. Yeah, when and when Uzi put it on um, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, he couldn't get on Billboard, but it was the best song out at the time. Oh, hard. And so, people yeah. kept talking about it, and they were like, so, "Like, why? Why can't he go on the Billboard? Like, this is the best song out right now. Yeah. Fuck everything else. This is Uzi. That's, That's why he had, to re- he had redid it. He so he had to redo it, but he had to put it on Wizard God. But then they had he ended up putting on the freaking what's it called. And um, putting it on. Sorry, I got a distraction, guys. But um, he ended up putting it on DSPs, but he changed the sound a little bit. And yeah. then yeah, and then he had did the remix to make it even hotter because he had put the weekend on it. Oh yeah, yeah he did put the weekend on. Because the original song was yeah. had him on it, but then he took it off. But they had that original screensaver of them together on the thing. Yeah. yeah, it was what Love Is Rage. Two one two one point five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but then he just made it a single, and then he put it on. I agree. I just personally, me, I am a numbers guy, so yeah. I like seeing numbers. But like, I don't. I think see where he's coming from. Him. I see where he's coming from. Yeah, yeah, I think he's just looking at the height of the sound clutter, and it's just one of those things that I feel. I like mean, you can't, I, I, I don't feel like it's artificial. Yeah, you can't because, replicate. But personally, I'm not in that business yet. Yeah, a lot of people do say that. Like a lot of people say when they get to that music scene, like everything is fake, and I probably it's probably is because. The rap game is bigger than the sports game right Sad. now. It's bigger than the business game. It's, it's big, it's bro. The but that's the thing I don't get, so, though. I, that, this is my, my debate for, like, current rap. You got this sound, which we're going to get into here in a little bit, Memphis. There's a bunch of people pushing that Memphis sound. There's a bunch of people on SoundCloud with that sound. But if you're going to SoundCloud and nowadays, people, you're only going for you're only going for certain music. Exactly. Or music that was, like... Popping back in the day. Popping or, like... Like a Playboy Cardi Molly, like a like an unreleased song that you can get. Something that came out in the height of that. A quick, a quick little leak, you know. Yeah, what I'm saying? basically, little, you know something what I'm you could just play on and go. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm going back to my Apple Music for everything else. But I will say this: this is where he is right. If I put Rod Wave on SoundCloud and not DSPs, he's not getting the same amount. Of oh no, for sure. You don't think so? Nah, no. Hell and he no. can sing. I will give him that. He can sing. I don't know. I feel like SoundCloud fans are so loyal. I feel like he would have got picked up just as hard. Like, nah. I don't know. He wouldn't have got Soundcloud fans are oh, people don't people don't like unless you're like super cheap, people aren't people aren't playing for SoundCloud Go. That's nah. right. They're not That's upgrading true. that bit. Yeah, you know, people aren't doing that and like People don't our, even want to pay for the Apple music. Our homeboys ain't putting their music on our homeboys ain't putting on their music on SoundCloud no more. People are putting their music on Apple Music, Spotify, and it's so Apple easy Apple. to do now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but That's the thing. It was just I feel like it's now it's, it's now it's such getting an easy paid thing for that. Yeah, you getting paid for yeah. that though. That's the thing. It's forget about it being easy. You getting paid to be on that, and then you get that. 50 you get more exposure too. too. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's a bigger app. Like. Freaky dog. So that's basically saying is the number wise and takes Which, like, I feel like it's hard for us to talk about it without being there yet. Yeah. Know, like, without being in the music game and. Because I feel like there's that aspect of it right. from seeing it from that point of view is not because there's business good. business rules everything we can talk about anything it comes back to sports too sports is a business at the end of the day yeah so all that all that raw rob meet with your GM talk about what you want to do in the offseason <clears throat> is all shit when he when some team calls him and said hey I'll give you three first rounders for that dude did you just promise to spot your starting line I see like for you. that SoundCloud Eric this is why I say about things about raw ways not to cut you off but like Yachty without one night. It was just more so like you get that one hit song, and it's kind of like you gotta make it or break it to get out of that. Which oh, is scary. So like, yeah. You gotta make so like Yachty had to ride the wave of I gotta get these endorsements. I gotta do the Chef Boy RD commercial. I gotta do Target. Like I gotta do all this to get back to. Target. Which is scary because he put out one night, but like people felt realize he had a discography already. It was building up. It was only Summer Songs one. And then he dropped the first mixtape. Yeah. yeah. Like, but, he, he did it consecutively. It was like week, it was like a couple months span. Cause then he took off after that. Cause, like, honestly, you, like, we've never seen that shit. When you look at the rise of Pooh Shiesty, it's almost, well, not even Pooh. Pooh had Gucci. Yeah. I'm trying to think about somebody who came in just like Pooh with no songs. What, what, one song, one album. No, but he did it by the himself. don't even got no. He did it well, by himself, though, technically. Yeah. He got signed, but he had already had a discography. He put out Shicey Season, or it's Shicey Summer. He put out Shicey Summer. He got picked up, and, and Gucci even gave him his credit for it. He's like, bro, he said this stuff. He did this stuff. He, he just made it more noticeable. When I got with him, I wanted him for that faction. Because I knew he was going to be something bigger than what has already been expected of him. Oh, bro. Because something about this, like, is making me think deeper. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm 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 really trying to think about this, bro. Well, yeah, because it's all about how you interpret the question. Too. It's all that about perspective. That fashion that yeah. completely can change your answer to the question too. Just yeah. he was he was just tweeting that to put his mind out. He wasn't expecting people to try to go into a full half hour conversation. On it. That's the thing. <laughs> he was trying to get his point out, and I feel like he didn't make it as clear as he wanted it to. So that's why. Well, like, and plus, like, he's also one of the leaders of that that 2016 wave, like. Behind the scenes, like, yeah. yeah people were like, man, like, get you a Cole Bennett video, lemon, Lyrical Lemonade, you up there. You're chilling, like, yeah. yeah. That's going to boom your numbers even more than you already got. Because too. the effects that he was doing was so, like, timeless, bro. So ahead of its time, yeah. really. Like, he was bringing that shit to us five years ago, which is insane to even think about. Like... Him, like famous Dex, all the people that he was getting on. Oh my god, like, it was crazy. I forgot he <laughs> Rich Kid. I lie to you, Rich Kid. I forgot that Juice World Dex existed uh, up until just now. Oh wow, that's <laughs> terrible. Even uh, even last year, why did you have heard anything from no, him? He's man. been he's been in rehab. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's Shout just, out to you, my boy. Yeah, but um, so the next thing we got, we're gonna do uh two. Uh, would you rather? And the first one is, um, would you rather have a party with your favorite rapper or uh, fly out, like fly on a private jet with them to somewhere and just talk with them, chill with them on a private jet? Mm. If 
Personally, I don't really fuck with people like that or like parties and shit. It'd be too much random shit going on. It depends. Yeah, I so think I, also I personally would just I, I personally would just do the jet ride. I'm more of a person that like conversation, anyways, mm-hmm. and I really feel like I can network better that way because mm-hmm. I can get something, they can get something. Mm-hmm. I don't really like parties. People be doing too much, and then like it'd be so wishy washy, bro. Because like you can be first thirty minutes, it can be popping, and then after that shit, it'd be like. Eh. It all depends on who you're partying with, too. Like, it all depends yeah. on who the rapper yeah, is, too. Yeah, yeah, Because, like, I'm not finna go to a house party with J. Cole. I'll be 100% honest with you. Like, you I'd me. rather chop it. I'd rather chop it up with him on a private plane. But, like, there's certain Keep artists, like, if for some reason you pick 6 9 I don't think anybody's, like, he's like, hey, let's go to a house party. Or you can fly out with me. We'll take this three-hour flight tomorrow. We just talk. Nobody's so, gonna be like, I want to have a conversation with six nine instead of So you'd be surprised. Which one are you doing? Which one saying. are you doing, and which one of your favorite artists are you doing it with? Mm. You said what? So which one are you doing, and which one of your favorite artists? Which are artist are you, are you gonna? So be real with you. Take the flight with. I'm taking the flight. There's only three people I would say. I, I can't do just one. It'd be awkward. Hmm. But I'm gonna do just one. Just one. Yeah. Oh, then shit. One or maybe like in the in like the circle that they would usually keep around would be on the plane too. Like, so if I pick J Cole, maybe Jid would be on the flight too, or something like that. Like, no, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna well, I mean, bring them on. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, be real so. with you. Me personally, I'm gonna just pick Future. Okay. I feel like. Future go give you good talk. So, what about you? He gives. He's great with his explanations and in interviews. So I just know it would be. It would just be a learning experience. I don't like artists that don't like to talk. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's tough. Uh, I think I'll probably take a private flight with J. Cole and just, That'd just, or I'm like, gonna... I'm not gonna lie to you. I might talk about a little baby too and get on a plane. I ain't gonna lie. If like, I could do somebody that passed, I'd do Mac Miller. I'd get on a plane with Nipsey Elsa tomorrow. I'd do Mac Miller. 100%. Without a doubt. Yeah. Both I just, people, I would both just... of the people that y'all, well, <laughs> both of the people you said was good. Mac Miller, I feel like you just you just having the time with him. He's just a goofy dude, so I feel like y'all that's, just yeah, dude, like I, I, I would just, yeah. I honestly, I honestly, I honestly would just want to know, like, because I've always wanted to know, and I'm eventually when I get somewhere, I'm gonna ask the people that were around him, bro. I just want to know what made him come about with faces, like. Oh yeah, that mindset, the way he was just delivering, the way what he was feeling, the way he like. Expressed himself was just brilliant. Like I want to know what made him come up with delusional Thomas. I'm gonna go through on that flight with Jay Cole and chop up both false prophets and everybody dies. Bro, I feel like I feel like that mindset was completely different. Jay Cole doesn't do interviews no more. So it's like I'm going to a person that doesn't do interviews. Exactly. Yeah, or rarely does interviews. And somebody, yeah, I feel like obviously he's a good conversationalist as well. Like so, I'd like to get his opinion on like. Though both of those songs, what the man and all that, and then like, like just social injustice and I'm stuff talking. like that, because I feel like he has a heavy opinion in that stuff too. So I would do a, I would, I thought about a house party just because like when Travis, like he's usually DJing them. I love seeing Travis. DJ. Yeah, that'd be hard. Him and Chase V, yeah. that'd be hard. Exactly. On yeah. But no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm probably gonna do a jet. I'm saving Travis for the next one, and I'd probably, I actually sit on a plane. 
with Jay Z and just talking. Oh, 100. I'm having I'm having the most fruitful conversation. You with can't him. go wrong. With that I'm, I'm have to go overseas too. though. That's just, that's too far. Right? Oh, yeah. Fair I enough. I can't yeah. I can't go to from like Get Atlanta to KC or New York to my nah, bro. I'm going to like let's go to Belgium. Let's go to let's go to Amsterdam. We're gonna fly yeah. from New York to California. We're taking the long way all the way around the world and back. I'm having, I'm having <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm having like, the most fruitful conversation. Yeah. I'm I'm bro. Somebody asked. They were like. You took a billion dollars, or you took a billion dollars, or um, have a talk with Jay Z, and I'm like, I'm going to Jay Z, and I'm asking him what's the blueprint to get to the billion dollars, so I can have the money for my kids and my kids' kids, because I can get that billion dollars today and blow it. Me being young minded, but he he has the blueprint. He has to save that for Blue Ivy. He has to save that for their kids. And then the kid, and the kid and after, that's that's real. But I'm gonna be real. I'm, I'm, you probably take the billion. I'm gonna take that. I wouldn't. Billion. I wouldn't go against you for taking that's the billion dollars. I'm gonna take the billion. I'm gonna triple that billion. I'm telling you, Jay. Jay gonna give me some money on that flight. He gonna invest in me somehow. I'm gonna, oh, I'm that's take, different. That's different. I'm gonna yeah, take yeah, the yeah. billion and I'm gonna DM him and then ask him how I should invest my money. What's the chances of him actually getting back to you? Oh, we'll see. Maybe I'll pay him. I'll pay him. I'll I'll DM Sean Carter right now. I'm not getting no type of DM back. You'd be surprised. You never know till you try. That's Bro, what and like there's that dude on TikTok that used to be like DM celebrities and he like blow him up or she'll blow him up or whatever and they text him. I, I think that's fake. That's a solid possibility. It is depending on what conversation What's the next you have one. The next one is you have a you have 24 hours, so you get your your favorite artist basically meets up with you on some drug deal type stuff. They give you an iPod and it's 24 hours of unreleased music. You get an iPod Shuffle. Yeah. 24 hours of unreleased I stuff. I yeah, yeah, but like, you can't take none of the music. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can record it from your phone, but it's you, that headphone set, and that's it. You listen to that music for 24 hours, and after that, it's gone. You can't listen to it anymore until they release it. Or, or you get to go to the studio with them and just sit with them for 24 hours in the studio and watch them make music. I'm going to the Without a doubt, yeah. Without a doubt, I thought about that, and I'm I'm also like big on production. I would love to see Trav and there with Moyo or something. Get in the studio with Mike Dean and Trav and just watch. But I, I, I'd love to get in the door. Like, take me back bro. in time. I'm not gonna go. I, Cause I'm kind of that one is kind. I'm actually kind of torn on it. Yeah, I that's love that's valid. To hear all the unreleased. Music I feel like that's got, more torture than anything, though. I gotta go listen all the stuff. Yeah, because I can never get it back. I can never get it back. Oh my god, that's terrible. Yeah, I'm gonna I, listen to something that's gonna be my favorite song of all time. I'm never gonna be able to. Hear I'm gonna it. be real with you. Yeah. When you have studio sessions, you get a lot of people like, "Hey, listen to this. How you feel about it?" Boom, and unreleased five songs right there, back to back to back to back to back. No, he's right. You yeah, know what I'm saying? So right. I'm going to the studio for bigger purposes. I'm trying to learn something. I'm trying to get something out of it. They gonna give me more tips so I can elevate if I really want to take it. That I just want to be in on the process. That's crazy. I'm not even trying to make music or nothing like that. Studio, bros, them studios should be crazy, bro. Like yeah. I told you, this past winter, I was in, I was hanging out with my girl Olivia, and um, we were at, we were, we were left the club, and we came into a Waffle House, and then we saw Metro booming, and Metro was on the Facetime, and he was talking to Offset, he was like, "I'm headed back to the stew right now, pull up on me," and just that interaction alone was just. You're like, Training. Yeah. Can I, can I, can I hop in the back of the car? Yeah. That's crazy, bro. You know, I'm like, is this, is this Culture 3? Is this, That's is so this, crazy. Is this Culture bro. 3? But like, 
That's why I was talking to one of my friends, and then they were like, "Why didn't you go crazy? Why didn't you take a picture?" I was like, "Bro, this is Atlanta. Like, you're supposed this to be, everyday you're life. Supposed you're supposed to be used to it. this shit. Yeah. yeah, you can't just be what, huh? <laughs> you know, that's what everybody gonna do too. Like, no, I just don't know do would, who I would want to do that studio session with. There's just I if love, you could go back in time and pick an album. Oh, you could ooh, be in, in an album. Yeah, I'm going to Astro World. Fair enough. So you could go back, um, pick an album, and you'd be in the studio while they're making it. I'm, I'm going to Dirty Sprite too, bro. Because, because, uh, don't blame me. Or, 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 Astroworld, or What a Time to Be Alive. Oh, man. <laughs> man. Uh, being there would be I'm, I'm sorry. Being there with Drake, Esco, Metro Boomin, Future, um, yeah, all of them, bro. I'm going to Dirty Sprite too. There's just so I'm much. Like, that I'm was, not, I'm there's, not so much that. there's so much I'm, extra into that. I'm getting in the building and I'm watching Revenge of the Dreamers. Dude, bro, hey, bro, hey, bro, like, hey, bro, it's so different. So that's, different that's, that's, that's different though, because like they had like a crib. They yeah. had a, they had a studio in every room. You just literally go in. Okay, okay, exactly. Okay, like, okay. you just. Like, you go back and listen to that. I, I wouldn't listen. I wouldn't go listen to Maxwell Cream. Yes. Uh, verse, Brad. Yeah. It's I go listen to Smino. I got buddies on there. Jid's on there. Cole's on there. Um, just. Yo, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I could just smoke with Smino and J. Cole. My life is bro, made. I literally made. would love. <laughs> I would love to go back and be in the Let's studio. Go. With Tyler, bro. Wrong album. Job. It don't matter. Any of them. You can pick. I mean, fair yeah. enough. You can pick for me. Honestly, bro. I probably would pick Flower Boy. I do Cherry Bomb. Cherry Bomb is a good one. Solid pick. Cherry Solid Bomb is a good one. Nah, I'm Cap. I'm Cap. I'm Cap. I'm Cap. One. I, I do Wolf. 90s I'm album. One 90s album? To be in the studio with. Mm, any genre? Does it have a specific genre? No, 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 or? no, no. no. Mm, that's one nineties album. No other one. One nineties album. One nineties album. Yeah. Um, hmm. Mm. I don't know. That's tough. We all just went like killed the feed just now. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Because well, you got to think. I gotta sit back and think. Of like which album, because I love '90s rap too, though. So like, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm a, I'm probably gonna be realistic. I'm probably gonna go. I got mine. All eyes on me, Tupac. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. That's a really. There's sick. there's literally like, and I'm not even capping, but there's a there's literally 15 features that didn't get on the song. But if I was just there seeing it, I'd be more content with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like just seeing all that extra interaction, like he cut so much off of it, and it still was such a great Damn, body of work. The album was the album I wanted. I thought it was '90s, but it's actually 2000. What? Uh, it was Usher. It was Usher like I think of like better days. Like being able to sit sit there and listen to Thugs Mansion being made would be a really cool experience too with Tupac because I love that song mm-hmm. so much. Um, but I would probably lean towards uh, Dr. Dre's second studio album, 2001, which actually came out in 1999. The Chronic 2001 with the the black and the green cover. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love that album too because that's that's when M first started doing stuff with Dre too. Mm-hmm. So, and I do love like that old anything that came out from like any time in the '90s up until like 2000 2001 for sure. If it's Eminem, I love it. Like everything he did on this album, his original LP, I would love to be in the building that came out in '98. The original Slim Shady LP with the purple cover, I love that album too. So that would be up there for me. I'm uh, I'm doing Illmatic. I figured I was surprised that didn't come to your head immediately. Like, well, the only reason why Usher did is because like the thing that he going on with Chili at the time, and I was like, bro, like Confessions, the Confessions Part Two would be like, so what? With him and the old girl, oh yeah, they had with the kid or with breaking up and cheating like that. That would have been a moment. It's a see. different level of music, yeah. You're not yeah. wrong. You probably just would have been that bitch drunk. Sad. <laughs> can't blame Stop. Can't blame him. Well, I just I personally before him. anything else, I want to see how R and B music is just like 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 bro like it's different it's different aspects to it that's, that's what makes it so cool cause like you can go somewhere like you said you can go to Usher and then you can go somewhere with it and you can get like nowadays you can get Brett Fiaz it's like it's a completely different sound Bye. something we didn't talk about like I'd love to be in a building with Bruno and Anderson Pack right about now doing whatever <laughs> they're working on yeah like, bro yeah. But don't that like, would be the vibes is different for like R&B albums and that's why like, cause I feel like no offense no offense to rappers like no don't take me serious alright but like I feel like they take it serious, bro. Like, it's just... They oh, come yeah. in with, like, the LED lights. Bars. Sometimes they coming in with the shrooms. Yeah. And they just go on another planet. And, like, honestly, I watch, like, the documentary on how Justin Bieber made changes. I watch SZA when she made the... Uh, when she made um, Hit Different with Hit Neptunes. Different, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just like they going in a different... Bro... I can sit in there and watch Giveon. It's a completely different they, approach. Like they coming in and they, they, not, like they, they, not and they sing it from different pains. Yeah, too, you can't you they can't not, just come not. in with one attitude yeah. every single time. Because I feel like rappers, it's just it's just more so fun because you can come in there and spit something and be like, yeah, it's ours. And, and it's the yeah. same. And it's I feel like that's the when you're coming in and rapping, it's the same thing. Like obviously the beat's different and the hype is going to be a, a different level, but it's the same. Like. Cadence. I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna spit this, and then I'm gonna spit some of that, and then I'm gonna leave. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like R&B, like it's the different. Like, you know what I'm saying? You gotta sway. You gotta. But that's different. You gotta like, pick something up yeah, depending what's... on what the song is. Yeah, because I feel like it's a lot more range. And then you, you gotta have different people. Like, like Pooh Bear is another good example. Like mm. people to come in there and just sing your your additional event, your vocals and he's stuff like that. Like, he's, hey, bro, he's hard for that. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, like, just uh, production-wise, like, you got to have somebody come in this. But that's why I like Travis, because I know he's not R&B, but what he does do, like, to be in the to be in there while he was making Astroworld, and to watch, like, Tim and Paula, and to watch John Mayer in there with him making that, yeah. just be in that house with them while they were making uh, Bystanders, getting the Juice World vocals, having Shaq West in the pool, Shaq West coming out there, spit his verse. Then you go back to hear Drake get the Drake verse, and then yeah, that that, that, that was like that's that's just your ride. That's what bro. I'm saying. Like that's why I always say like R.I.P. Man. I really wish I could definitely they 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 should have definitely had something. The last album, bro. What was the last album? Swimming, swimming. Yeah, I Are would you talking like about circles. No, 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 no. Swimming, swimming. Okay, yeah, yeah. I would like to same day. Yeah. yeah, I would love to. Bro, see that album. if I could see what he was doing behind. <laughs> Crazy. No, but I ain't gonna lie to you though. On a production level, I really think like I just thinking about it like over and over again, like cause that last would you rather I just thought about it, bro. 
I'd love to be in the studio with Action Bronson. That'd be crazy, bro. Cause he'd be like that. Him feel, and him. And I just feel like Action Bronson, Harry is Fry, in there with a bunch of food. Alchemist. <laughs> like, oh. like, bro. I've just like, been opened up to him recently, but being in the in the studio with Harry Fry would be from some different. Crazy, bro. because Harry Fry. <laughs> yeah, because like, well, it's not even. It's not even. I'm gonna be honest. I haven't even been turned on to his music a lot, but like, I've been hearing that tag at the beginning of mm-hmm. every single one of my favorite songs the last two weeks. Yeah, because you like that lyric. Anything with Benny and Freddie, and then uh, the song you put on our playlist this last week. Uh, yeah, Yuka. Yuka. Yeah. That has the hair fraud tag at the beginning. Yeah, because so like, yeah, that's, that's actually Bronson's best friend. Yeah, that. Shout out to you, my good sir. Alfredo. Yes. Alfredo's good. I would like to be on this new album that he's doing. He's, yeah. He, the producer galore is on there, man. Bro, he has static. Bro, Action Bronson's a genius. Shout out to you, Act. Because, bro, Harry Fraud, Alchemist, Static Selected. Like, no, it's, it's Freddie. Like, Freddie got a bunch of people on Freddie do too, yeah. He got, both of them. He got Static Selected. He got. Uh, he got Harry Fraud. He got the Alchemist. He got um, Take Keith. He got uh, Mike Will made That's it. That's gonna be weird. It's a fun hell. Because like Kenny honestly, Beats. I know he did Kenny. Honestly, I saw and I was like, eh, I don't know. I thought the same thing, but I was like, bro, he did that song with Big Sean. It was a club banger. So that is true. Yeah, I was like, anything but, got weird. Yeah, that. yes, fair enough. Okay. Cause like I kind of want him to stay in that lane that he did in Alfredo too, but I understand that he's. I want him to kick it with Harry the most. I want a majority of that album to my hair front because my lib. Like I said, oh my, yeah, that's another one yeah. that I've been listening to a little bit lately too. So that's tough. What, what's an album that you guys are? Or what one of the albums that you guys are most intrigued to come out this year? Uh, anything that anything that Bobby Short is doing. It's okay. definitely near the top of the list because I'm waiting to see what's going to happen. Because usually it like either like they come out of jail and it's super hot and he's going to take over the summer or it's going to be like a letdown. Well, I know it's not so going to be a letdown. I feel like there's not usually a middle ground is what I'm saying. I want to see my boy Roddy, man. I really uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, bro. I'm that that Nav feature was so hard. I'm more a Roddy fan. That Nav feature was hard. Yeah, and, and the pace that Nav's on, if he drops another album this year, I'll be waiting for that too. He needs to wait. He needs I agree. He does. Yeah, he, he needs he the basket. Need yeah. He needs the basket. This album is too good yes. because what you do is you run that risk of like bro. dropping something and then not being as good, and then that's all people bro. talk about. Weezy was such a fucking beast. That bro. whole album is so good. I'm telling you, like Weezy turns him up big time. Shout out Thug for getting it. Him. Took me so long to convince and Jake don't to try to listen to and Jake, it. And Jake tweeted it and today. He, loves he that tweeted album. it today. Uh, yeah. He said, "Nah, it's alright. I don't care." Exactly. This last album is. I'd be the first one to say. Everybody pushed it in my high school. Nav is so hard. Nav is this. Shay was listening. I was like, bro, I can't get into this music. I listened cover to cover. It was cool. I didn't like what I was hearing. Then they went on. Then they, and went they on. turned on him. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I never said, I never hated on him. I just, I just can't. I just, I don't know. I never had music. He's not for everybody. Weezy turned him up big time. I'm telling you, I just kept, like, when I first started hearing it, the off the rip, the only thing I kept thinking of was Slime Season 2 when I first heard Wheezy and Thug, and it was just, wow. And it was off of, what, what song was it? Uh, Mind Right. Mind Right. That's one of my favorite songs by Young Thug off of Slime Season 2. And then he doubled back and came with Phoenix. Oh my, what? Yeah, that. Slime Season 2 is still my favorite Thug. Like, 
Oh that, yeah, 100%. People keep my favorite you know, song Barry. Like, yeah. People don't understand like what he was doing and it's just it's just it, Oh, bro, I'm just excited Person- talking about it. Like personally, I uh <laughs> I just I just want I want a new Frank, bro. That's understandable. I want the fall off. Yeah. That should be this year. I want certified lover boy. I think all those go with I think everybody saying. wants that. Yeah. I, also, I'm, I'm not trying to talk about stuff that's like we For know. Both of those. Like, yeah. I, personally, yes, Owen, Utopia is coming out this year. Thanks. He said it's coming out this summer. I just I'm worried he's gonna drop the single for it and then not drop the album to it until later. On. He went, he it all matters because it's still going to be two hard. years. Yeah, it's but true. this is going to have to be. We'll see. I don't know. I just have a feeling. Oh, if he drops the single, if he drops the lead single for it and then drops the album in fall, go ahead. To be real, yeah, I was gonna say to be real with you, I feel like. Travis is going to do his second quarter because he already knows who's He's coming. He's been producing everything. He already right? knows who's coming in the summer. I'm sorry. I love you to death, Travis. Thug is taking over the summer with slime season. Nah. Or slime language. I'm sorry. Is. I was like, it depends when yeah, Drake yeah, drops. It, that's what everybody's scared. That's Bro, the thing, though. Because everybody's uh, like, the, the, and that's sad how much that man has a hold of the industry, bro. Because once Drake drops, then everybody's going to be like, all right, it's time to flood the streets. But like, with Drake drop, and it's like, and that's another thing is like it could be mid. He we're still flooding the streets. There's so much matter. music that's about to come out, like, bro. Dirk and Lil Baby. Post Malone's been dropped language. this year. Post Malone. Drake. Travis. It's just Drake and his numbers, man. That's the thing. Like, do I need to keep going, bro? Like And then like <laughs> what, what what we got with Once and Needs, Lemon Pepper Freestyle, um, the other song. Like, it's just scary to see what he can actually come up with this year. That's what I'm saying. That's three tracks. He was running one, two, three for a couple weeks. Yeah, yep, for two weeks. Whoa, like exactly, like, like I job. said, like it all just depends on like who rules the summer. All depends on whether Drake drops or not. Because it's it's a race for second place if he drops. That's all the summer is at that point. That's real. Like I said, it could be it could be a six to seven out of ten. It's still going to be valued more than anybody else's nine or eight guaranteed, just because it's Drake. I personally just want more Frank, bro. I, uh, I feel it, yeah. I feel like I'm one of his biggest fans. I love that dude, bro. There's I a was, lot of people. He does have a diehard fan base. I love that. I saw the mm-hmm. album. He dropped, like, I was listening to Blonde last night, bro. And I listened to it from front to back when I was in here, just by myself. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was playing with Beauty, and she nicked me. So then I was like, all right, well, I'm not playing with you no more. But you can sit here and listen to this album with me. And then she laid there with me. And we just, I promise you, bro, it was I put my green lights on. Me and Beauty were just laying there listening. In to your room? Yeah, in my that's room. That's shocking. Okay. That's, that's the most shocking part about it. <laughs> you know, she, she, when she's not on Demon Time yeah, and there's not sure. food on the ground, she's okay. Like, she can chill in there. She just be excited because mm-hmm. she'd be out the cage. Yeah, that's true. And if you guys are wondering who Beauty it's is, dog. it's Samari's dog. Yeah. Yeah. But no. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> she she laid there with me and we listened to it. And I think the the song where he's like, there's the angel in the sky. Da, 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 da. And he's like, and like, you know how his voice changes because he goes to that that recorder and he's like, and he goes like, it's like one song. Goes like, he starts screaming. He's like, ah! Yeah. And it goes into nights. Beauty did not like that, so I had to boot her boy because he started screaming. She's like, "What the fuck is this? What is going on right now?" Yeah, but yeah, we had what we had listened to that last night, and I was just like, "Man, this dude just needs to drop." He dropped "Dear April" and "Kaindo" and went off the moon. Yeah. And I, I remember I I was like so hyped because he dropped "DHL," 
He dropped in my room. He dropped Kayendo, and he dropped Dear April. He and when he dropped, so hard, when he bro. dropped those, I went to Samari, and I was like, Samari, it's coming, boy. Yeah, he I finna drop that. that. He finna drop the heat, boy. And then he was like, Nope. I ain't gonna cap. People still don't realize that he has that future with Travis, and that's probably my favorite song with him. On Carousel? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, Lens. Yeah. Lens remix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People don't... People don't... I remember listening to that shit live next to you in the, in the room, and we had just came back from the concert, like, the day before, and he dropped it on the radio show. I think... And I was just like, bro, what the fuck? Like, he's been holding off on that, because we got three songs that day, and then we came back that night, remember? The next day, we had went to school, we woke up, went to sleep, whatever. On the way home, we had listened to the radio, because we was in... Yeah. Um, we had came home, we were sitting in the, in the room, we were just listening to it. We were just like, we both just lit up. We were saying, like, laying down. We were just like, looking at each other, like, bro, like, did you, are you, bro, that song is so hard. What's your so favorite Frank song? Off his discography. Ooh. Uh, What's your favorite uh, album? That's tough. It's gonna be, uh. Mine is Nostalgia Ultra. Yeah, it's gonna say, that's gonna say the same thing. My, my favorite song is Strawberry Springs. <laughs> I gotta switch it then. Yeah. I mean, you know, no, I mean, it, is, it probably would be. It's so, so hard. hard it's so hard. It's a different. It's a different beast. But I mean, I can't. I can't lie. If it's not that, it's gonna be Novocaine, and it's really honestly, so good. it's crack. It's crack. I'm sorry. It's crack, bro. We listened to that on loop freshman year with Tracy in Max's crib for five hours, bro. You remember that? We had late night. We came back. Was listening to music and shit. Bro, tell me this song. Tell me this song just put you in, Owen. This is one of his best songs, bro. Oh, oh. Ah. No, no. No, I ain't gonna lie. Wait, no, I mean, that was technically a Single, I ain't gonna lie. If I wanna do strawberry swims, I say uh, like no kids up there too. But realistically, I probably have to put swim. Swim good. Swim good is such a swim. good song. Uh, such yeah. a good song. Yeah, I love the video good. too. But yeah. Then, that was a, that was just a different. What's time. the one? Uh, what's the one? What? Uh, she. She. Oh man, bro. That's my. I love that song. Yeah. Blinds wide open. Hey, bro, that's a song. Hey, bro, that's a great song, bro. Good error. Yeah. People wouldn't. They just, Sorry, not I just stand. went. You would not stand Tyler. Literally ten years ago, now you would be exiled from music. I can tell bro, you, bro. Our 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 generation is too weak for Tyler than now. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's true. They still too weak for him. Continue. Oh, What's the next topic? Let's I'm go. sorry, bro. That 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 was one of the best topics we've ever had. That music stretch right now. I'm sorry that we went on a little bit more than I was supposed to, but I'm sorry. This is my this. fault. This is this. Um, so we're gonna get into these last two, and then um, sports. I'm ready, man. Starting with some sergeant cut. All right, so Memphis is on top of rap. On Breakfast Club this morning, or is it yesterday? Breakfast Club this morning. Sometime yesterday. this week. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, sometimes this week. Um, basically, this man, uh, Charlamagne, said that he said that Memphis is on top of the rap game as of right now. They have the best rappers right now. And I agree. I feel so. I mean, you can't deny it. Men lie, women lie, 
numbers do not lie. I'm sorry. Like, well, it's not even it's not even the numbers part, bro. Because it's crazy. Nobody in there, nobody right now is beating Drake's one, two, three. But at the same time, a multiple army. And this is and this is the thing I want people to understand. Because I got some hate comments about this. If you don't like it, doesn't mean it's not hot. Exactly. Yeah. That's Let's the thing. clarify. But no, no. That. Let me let me let me top you on that. You can't compare everybody to Drake. You got people. These are people that literally. All right, I'm gonna go to stew. They in the stew couple hours. Yeah. Making hits, bro. Like they not like we just said. It's all about if the vibe. You, they making something to bounce to. Drake is making something that you can listen to for generations down the road. Exactly. Like, and that's the difference. But generations down the road, you can still turn on back, bring it back, and blood. Yo, suck so gonna be listening real. to Breaking Back. I mean, you say that right. now. I mean, I'm not denying it, but I'm saying, like, in a realistic yeah, yeah, manner, yeah, like, yeah. you could put on fucking Take Care right now, and it's like, yeah, yeah, bro, I got, I got, remember, I remember when this came out because I was feeling like this and this great and da 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 da. Back in Blood is just, I'm not denying this greatness yet, and it might continue to, like you say, to, to be something special, but that shit was probably made. All right, I'm gonna send you the audio. I made this shit in like 45 minutes. This is the first I was trying to send to somebody else, but you got it. Boop. Like, it hit. Then they did a video together, hit, made it just that much special. You know what I'm saying? That's the difference. To me, I don't know. Like, I think Charlemagne is obviously is one of the better talkers when it comes to music on the radio and everything. And, like, this is the the way he said it and the way, like, you know, like the headline for this is, is so perfect because he says something just enough to get a lot of people riled up. But at the same time, most people will not go down and like sit down and do the research to prove him wrong about this. That's the thing. Everybody thinks it's wrong. I dare I dare you to sit down and do the numbers and prove us wrong about it. Because that's the thing. It's like it's such a big thing for them to try to go out because you've got to throw together like a top 50 rappers in the game right now. So then you have to some, somehow compare like a guy like Shiesty who dropped his album this year. And is near the top of the not near the top of his game versus somebody like Drake or Migos who hasn't dropped in a year yeah. or two because because they've just been working on music and they don't want to oversaturate their sound. So it's very tough to try to like list them in there because like Drake Drake has dropped his three songs this year versus Pooh's whole album. Uh, so you gotta you know you gotta try to compare all this together and then you have to look at the numbers of the smaller guys coming up. So like. Like Memphis doesn't have a lot of huge names, but the problem is, is that they have seven that are near the top. Like they yeah. have seven that are extremely good, about to break into that next category type levels. The See, thing that's that, the thing though, because like people, yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say this. The only differential is is the reason why people don't understand why another reason why great Drake is so much different than everybody else. He's a national name. He's an international name. He makes music for everybody. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna want to play Back in Blood with my grandma right next to me. But I can definitely play Sweeter Man. I can definitely play a hit like that around my grandma. And it's like, oh, okay, this is something I can vibe to. I'm not finna play anything. See, Red, I'm not finna play nothing like that around my grandma. I'm sorry, bro. Like, it's it's it's, it's something I vibe with. It's something I can play around my friends. But respectfully, I'm not going to do that. Now, it's different. It's also a thing like this. A lot of people don't understand where they come from. It's a cultural thing. Now, if I'm back in the South... It might be thing. I might go to my Nana's crib, which is different. My mom and my dad's side. I go to my Nana's crib. It might be something like, oh, okay, this is something I can vibe with. I like this. Who is this young cat? Okay, cool. It's something different. But you got you to gotta think. I'm not going internationally. I'm not going overseas if I get deployed. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is somebody that's from America. First person they're going to think of, oh, I already know who Drake is. 
you're trying to put people onto that other person. Oh, the, who is Pooh Shiesty? Okay, I could, I could dig this. That's the differential. Because Drake is a household name. Yeah. Anywhere you go, any cracker crevice around the goddamn globe, you're going to know Aubrey Drake Graham is somebody that's made millions of dollars for music. I'm sorry. It's just something that's it's just going to be the just like. Well, to me, it's, it's, there. it's another thing about, like, we talked about it before, like, how things are marketed. Like, Drake's not marketed like a rapper, in my opinion. Like, for a majority to. of the part, he's not marketed like a rapper. Like, you can't, like he's I said, I can't go into Dick's Sporting Goods and listen to Back in Blood. I can listen to Drake tracks. I can't listen to Shicey stuff. So it's also very hard yeah. to like try to analyze the sales behind that too because it's a lot harder to sell that sound yeah. because not everybody that's 40, 50, 60 years old wants to listen to that sound. Yeah. Well, and that, that's another thing that comes back with the people that are giving you hate. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's not hot. Yeah. You got to get over yourself. Your but, opinion isn't the end all be all of everything. Because the music that they're making is not for everybody. And that's exactly. exactly. But if you take that away, it's still hot. We talked about and it I last think the week, thing is sure. like, I think the thing about it is, I'm trying to discuss them a little bit. People can't get over the fact that Atlanta still has it. They, we're not saying that it. Atlanta has it. They, they, I mean, we're not saying that Atlanta's losing it. It's just saying that Memphis time is right now. Yeah, like, like that's the yeah. that's, and the, that's the same thing because it's Memphis and Detroit. Well, that's yeah. the clarifying factor yeah. is that yeah. Charlemagne said right now, yeah. like as of this. Very second, as of us recording this, as of this coming out, because I don't think Culture 3 is going to drop any time between us recording and this coming out. Yeah. Like, Memphis is on top Sign of the game. Language is definitely now, when, not. <laughs> now, when Thug and Migos drop this summer, because we might have to reevaluate the conversation. Well, it's But like, it's at this second, it is Memphis. Yeah. Well, even then, because it's just like they're coming up with more people. Bro, because one, when I, beginning last January, I seen Big 30 in concert. I saw a Big 30 for the first time. I saw a Pooh in the corner. I didn't know who the hell they were. I went back. I listened to all his Pooh. I listened to all the Big 30's music. That's what attracted me to more of him to him. And I was like, he's good. First song he had was Brr. And the next thing, I, I started hearing Pooh more. I was like, okay, he's good. And yeah. then Gucci gave him that, that sign. And then I was like, oh, Gucci changing his approach. Because last people that he's been signing, mauling them, he didn't really do so well. But he pushed them out and was just like, these are my signees. Yeah. So he changed it up. His roster now, especially with Enchanting, she's a dog, bro. Yeah. Like, she is goaded. So I got, you got hair now. I, I thought she was from Memphis, but she's from Fort Worth. Yeah, she's from Texas. So you got, you got him, you got her. Scar. Then you got Scar. Ooh. Person to me, I think Scar is better. Oh boy, Pope. I think I think Scar is better than Pooh. I think Scar has that if factor about him. I think he just has that like he he has that more hunger now because I think when Pooh was coming up, it, it was, was just more evi- it was yeah. just effortless, but it was more evident that he had that swag there. Turn, yeah. So then you got thirty. He's still trying to get it out the mud, basically, because I mean he's under money back, yo, but he's not under somebody as big as Gucci. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So he's getting those features, but he's not there. Yeah. So then you got thirty, you got Pooh, you got Scar, you got Moneybag Yo, who is a star in his own right. You got Dolph, who's a star in his own right. You got Yo Gotti, who's still a star in his own right. You got P Glot, who's a star in his own right. You got Big Moochie Grape, who's trying to get up there. You got who else? Oh damn! I just lost his name. So you still think you got Block Boy, but he's not there. So you think 
even with Thug and Migos dropping this summer, that Memphis is still be on top after yeah. both of those album releases. Mm-hmm. That's a little surprising to me because, like, I see, I see where you're coming from. I understand what you're saying. So many people are trying you, to mimic it, bro. You also have to talk about like the numbers that those top stars do. Because no. are we agreeing? Well, that, we're not talking about numbers. It though. don't matter. Yeah, it don't I don't matter. care about put numbers. that. Put that aside for a second Let because me. on Pooh Shiesty dropped. Pooh Shiesty didn't have a number one album, but everybody was still talking about Back in Blood. Yeah. Okay. I see where you're coming from. And even then, and even then, like, like I was saying, like, it's what's in. It's literally what's yeah, yeah, going on it's, right it's, now. It's what's, within, yeah. what's going on right now is honestly, I'm not, I might be blasphemous for trying to even compare it, but it's literally 2015 Atlanta when it really started to peak its sound. Look at this, bro. I'm because, like, this there's so many people trying to mimic that this just sound, showed me that, bro. This just showed me that, like, Memphis is different now. Like, I listen to the snippet a lot now. Yeah. And like also I think the biggest thing about these these guys is all these Memphis rappers is living what they're talking about. Literally. Every single one. And that's something that people that's don't... That's the scariest thing about that's, it to me. That's what's Scar up. had a loadout drop in this trailer, bro. Yeah, literally. Pooh Shiesty has two murder cases right now. Yeah. Yep. Big 30 just got out of jail for some guns and stuff like that. Like, every month, one of these niggas is about what they talk about. We talked about. about it last week. It's Dog Memphis, and, Memphis young Go- and Young Goat and Young Gotti are... Well, well, a different term. Memphis right isn't yeah. something that you put on from nine to five. Yeah, no, you yeah, rap it, yeah. You live it. We yeah. talked about it last week. Yeah, and it's, it's what you rap, which is scary because that's what everybody is so called. Oh, I want to do this, and all these rappers is this and that, and the next thing, bro. When these niggas, sh- excuse my French, bro. Yeah. I can't even yeah. run out like that. Mm-hmm. But when these niggas say, bro, I'm literally him. I'm doing this. Like they're doing. He's literally named Scar because he has eighteen stitches in his stomach. Like. Well, we talked about. I'm sorry, it's a big scar. That's literally his name. That's a, that's a bar in itself. Like well, we talked about Pushaisi and the meaning of black, like a, a back and blow when that track came out. Like I think it is going to be remembered. Some like, but like I said, I still think it's probably, probably the realest line I've ever heard in my life. Like, I'm Mike Spike. That's <laughs> that is the the realest rap lyric I've ever met. And another thing, I think to me, the a thing that levels it up. Past what it is lyrically is what we just talked about. Like mm-hmm. you don't wear you don't wear Memphis from nine to five and then take it off, go home. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. You same it twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, three hundred sixty five days a year, and one less day on a. But notice every every place, every national area that's making music in America has something behind it. Yeah. Memphis is about what they talk about, and it's a, it's really getting ugly out there. That's I pray for everybody. Uh, I pray for genuinely pray for everybody in the crime scene out there. Stay safe, but that's legitimately what they talk about. Detroit is about scamming. Mm-hmm. 
New York is about I'm gonna be the flyest of the flyest. Atlanta's I'm a finesse, I'm a hustler, I had to get it out. Yeah, like Houston is, like- is Houston is I'm gonna sit this and then I'm gonna take you on a different level. And you got the West Coast rap. I'm so goddamn mm-hmm. high. This is just what I got to get out my goddamn mouth. Like Memphis like, is trying to tell people, like we the new Detroit. Like if you get into this, like you said, you gotta wear it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, like Scar is part of Ten Seventeen. Pusha T is part of Ten Seventeen. So they can, they can. I guess you can say they can fuck with both games. But I mean, one of their biggest homies is Big Thirty, who signed to. To money back, yo, yeah. who signed to Yo Gotti? So it's like you gotta associate with them. But they, I mean, that man Young Dolph just wished Scar a happy birthday today. So I yeah. mean, I see there's no bad blood between them. And Which the reason why he did that yeah. is because Gucci and and him have been collabing and talking and doing business together. They've really it's been posting. They've been game. they've been to doing. Well, I mean, it's it's realistic. Like you gotta get to a point where it's like you gotta make money. People are trying to make money. We're not worried about this, this, that, and the next thing. Because I'm already at that stardom. Mm-hmm. And literally, with Dolph's retirement, we know what's really going to happen. You're not fooling nobody. But anyways, with his retirement recently, bro, if he's really trying to take it to the next level, I was just telling Shay this the other day. And that's what, that's Him pushing his new artist that he's been signing, I'm telling you, the I features mean? behind it is going to be something, something, something different. Literally. Like last week. Yeah. Literally. And people don't, they don't see it from that aspect. It's, oh, this music's hot right now. It's not going to last three years from now. Eh, bro, it it's been on, three years already. Well, it depends on how they keep going with it. And that's the thing. And I think something that Dolphin and all, all of them guys should realize is, like, I think the rivalry between these two cliques and everything that's happened is, to me, why Memphis is where it's at now. I think to take the next step and for them to truly establish themselves. Because I think... I think in everybody's eyes, they should already be established. But I feel like in a lot of mainstream's eyes, like people still said that Atlanta's still over them. Is the thing about it is so for things Atlanta got these vets and they got people that's that the can Memphis has the top name, or I mean Atlanta has the name that there's a star. But it's also a vet, so veterans. Lil Yachty's coming up, and Lil Yachty could go look at Gucci and get inspiration from Gucci and Thug and get taught up. In Memphis, who you really have besides Gotti in them? I mean, you got Three Six Mafia. You can go talk to Project Pat, and then oh, so and that's the thing. That's the thing, though. You go to Three Six Mafia, bro. But Juicy these, J is signed to Taylor Dan. He is a West Coast rapper now. But that also that like SoundCloud area, people that were coming like Twenty One Savage in them, like they took like you look at that. Uh, what's the uh, what was freaking uh, Ti's podcast expeditiously? He said Ti that Twenty One was like, I'll take a million. I just want to learn from you. Right, Ti was like, "I'm not gonna do that to you because if I give you this million, I'm gonna fuck your life up because you're gonna have to flip this money back for me and give me and then some. So I'm not gonna do that to you. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can say anything about that about a Gotti who would do that. Besides Dolph, Dolph is a genuine person. Yeah, Dolph is a genuine person. I think I think for Memphis to level up and go for like I said, I think the beef and everything that them going button heads has gotten them to where I think." How we're talking about them being on top of the music game right now. I think squashing that thing and working together going forward, which it's a long road yeah. for any of that could ever happen. I'm not, don't act like I'm saying that. And they're, that's and they're building thing. their, I think they're building their empire now. They're building it to get to that. Right? I think. And that's they, the thing is, yeah, think about it. all these rappers that we just named, they're all under the age of 22. Yep. That's the scary part. Scar is 19. Yes. The scariest thing is if they keep living the way that they're living right now, someone may not see oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 35 like yeah. Dolph has. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's the thing. So I think a city divided is hard to take, no, over, to take over the crown of being the city of rap when it's hard when you 
you got that war inside your own city. Like. I mean, I agree to disagree for the simple fact that, like, the one thing that anybody, I'm going to be real with you, anybody that knows anybody from the South is going to be the respect level. If you're making money and you putting on for the city, they going to respect you no matter where you're from or where you're at. That's the reason why Ghani and Dolphin made it so far. Here I'm coming from. Here I'm from. I'll give you a little bit of an elaboration. Dolphin's been in the game at least 12 years, realistically. Gotti's been in the game, what? About the same 12, 11, 12 years consistently, correct? Mm-hmm. They both have plenty of features. They're both plenty of discographies. Now they're in, the, in that empire where they're trying to be like Gucci and Thug and they just signing everybody and they making their money. At the end of the day, they got their beef, whatever. It is what it is. We can't speak on it. We're not in that perspective. But everybody that's around them, that's literally around those crowds, are literally heavily guarded because they know where they're trying to get to. That's a respect factor. Nobody's crossing that line. They can say all the blasphemous stuff. They can keep going, keep going. I'm not saying they won't act on it, but they have put a halt on it because they know what they're trying to do for the city. We just seen Dolph last week doing what for the city? Giving out book bags, cooking, this, so, that, the next thing. So and as far as the city, thing. yes. Because this is what I can tell That's you. That's where I'm coming from. When I talk to my grandma who lives in Memphis and has lived in Memphis for the last seven years, yeah. she I ask her about this type of stuff. And the one name that comes around the most is Young Dolph. That's why I know. Because Young Dolph goes to her church and passes out a book bag. He was just there the other day. Whenever I see her this weekend, I'm probably sure she'll tell me. He'll come out there. He'll give book bags. He'll hang out to kids. You know, play bubbles, do stuff like that. Yeah. Young Dolph is a genuine guy. Yeah. It's the thing about it is, forget Young Dolph, forget Yo Gotti. They're up there now. Yeah. Gotti doesn't even care about putting on for the city, to be honest, because Gotti's out there trying to... uh, Endorse. Endorse. Well, not even endorse, but endorse his brand. And he's he's having lunch talk with Jay-Z right now. Like, Gotti's on a different level right now. He's trying to become the next businessman. Out of Memphis, I feel like once he gets there, he'll give us more. But I don't really see him out they there. They got a bunch love, of signings. You know? that's, that's I think he moved out team. and he went to freaking L.A. He hasn't really went back. This is the thing, though. I get where you're coming from, and this is why I agree with you. Because one, Pushyisty put out that video last week, and he wanted everybody on South Memphis to be ready, strapped up, because he was going to go out there and try to shoot all of them. Yep. Not smart. You already got two pending cases. That's exactly no what I was talking about, yeah. Big Scar. Big Scar going to ride or die for his cousin. And his cousin is Pushyisty. He's been there, done that before. It's, you it's, about his name. Mm-hmm. We've been in this situation. Dolph is doing this stuff, but Key Glock's not behind him helping him. Glock is doing a different thing. Yeah. But, that's, but that's the thing. It's like, you need these younger cats to do the same thing. Key, key, what? Young, key Glock is, what, 22? Yeah, yeah, he's around there. Because I mean, and we be being real. If people don't understand the 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 leverage that this has, like Key Glock has literally literally been under Dolph since he was thirteen years old, bro. It ain't no big bro. Like that's their bloodline. They're like close, bro. Like this is different. It's not no. Oh, you're my manager. Oh, you've been helping. Like they've been together since he was thirteen. But that's the thing. You gotta learn from these big OGs, and you gotta learn from these people because like. They need whenever God, whenever Glock's dead, okay. Say God for instance, God, God forbid, whenever Glock, I mean Dolph dead, or when Gotti's dead, the Who's city, gonna- the city can't go to hell because every person is feuding with each other, bro. It's just being real with you. 
You it can't might. hate this person because, because look, I'm gonna tell you the first person that comes to mind when I'm thinking about this that's always on go mode is Black Youngster. He don't give a fuck about At any all. of these niggas in the city, bro. At all. He saw this man, um, he saw this man, Young Dolph, and immediately started shooting. I was like, bro, it is mid broad daylight. What are you doing, bro? Did not care, pulled his strap out and started shooting, bro. Like you can't get to that point into the career where you're just and like, you no, because then it gets to that point where it's like they see Shiesty and it's like, what hood you from? Nigga, we in L.A. Leave that in Memphis. Literally. It's O.D. Literally, bro. We like, should get exactly. I remember a couple of months ago. They're going to end up tearing that city right out of the yeah. spotlight if they keep going. I feel like if they keep on the trajectory. And that's the only thing. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. bloody road they're about to go. And that's the only thing that Detroit has that a lot of people don't understand. Because them fuck with each other, bro. Heavy. Everybody. Crispy Life Kid. Baby uh, Rio. Uh, Babyface. Like, all of them, bro. YNJ, Luke, everybody, bro. Like, That's why I wanted to squash it. Like I said, it's a long I way. I swear, Vizo. All of them on a track, bro. Yeah. And, they, and the thing that and the it's thing that always a banger. It's always hard. And the thing that they're trying to do is now they're trying to get, you're trying to get their OGs. They're trying to get, like, Big Sean to come down and do it with them. They want that man Eminem to get down with them. Yeah. Like they want the Five Nine just started messing with them, bro. Royce the Five Nine. I watched the interview with him with Genius. Gonna follow suit soon because him and Royce are close. Yeah, like, Royce said that like Royce was already like he already knew about Babyface and he gave his cosign to V's because mm-hmm. he never heard of him and um, he was just talking about like the whole group. But it's like you can come together and do a Royal Rumble and have seventeen different verses. And like at first, I didn't like it because M like Big Sean kind of like introduced it in a way where he on his album oh, yeah, he had like right. Sada Baby, he had like a bunch of Detroit rappers, yeah, Cash Doll, Cash Doll, all of them. And it was like okay, like yeah, but like with the way that they're doing it, and they got Yachty included Ugh. into it now. It's, 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 it's nice. It's, that movement it's cool is cool to different. see everybody together. And the Memphis can't do that. Then it's just like that's the thing. It's the competition in between the cities. Same I think Atlanta. that's where. That's why they've gotten to where they are now. Like, I think without this beef, I don't think they're on top of the game like they are right now, to be honest with you. I mean, that's the bad I think Because the talent's going to speak for itself. The music's going to speak for itself. But I do get what you're yeah, But I think that's what's yeah. giving them that pinnacle. The only thing is that it's not the game. competition inside the city can only take you so far. Yeah. You can't go to bat with Atlanta if you're still born in your own city. Got some of the hardest producers, bro. Yeah. We don't talk Bam about play, it at all. Man play. Take Keith. To take Keith. To, um, Take what's, uh, <laughs> oh God. what's that dude that makes it's, it's like that dude be like damn John you just dropped another one it's, uh, he always makes all of Moneybag's beats oh. but um, Moneybag got a producer like, I yes, forget they got a lot of in-house producers that are hard hard yeah so game. shout out to Memphis for real please be safe the prayers out to everybody out there yeah. we're gonna speed through this last one and then we're going to get to all this stuff so I can let my man Owen. He got a lot to talk about. Um, Josh almost coming up, so we got a mock draft on that. Ooh, draft boy. So if you made it this far, don't 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 cut it off now. It's just getting better. Stick with Top it, man. man. Stick with it. Top in. All right, so the next question we got is, uh, is Drake and um, The Weeknd stardom on the same level? Is The Weeknd as big as Drake? Yes. Can you put them in the same category? Are they in the same... Playing field. I don't know. What like, do for me, like, I think internationally, I think so. Like, if we're talking numbers, not quite yet. 
No, I agree. I think that the, I think he is, bro. I think, like I, I said, after it's that day, it's that shit, that shit. small edge. After hours was after hours dropped, bro, and little baby was gone for a couple of weeks, bro. I'm it's 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 just how it is, bro. I'm with you, and from a musical standpoint, I would hundred percent agree. It's from the numbers. It's just you know what I'm saying, like yeah, that's. That is Drake. I need them to drop on it the is, It is Drake and then yeah, uh, the race for two. That's the issue. It's like I would put him on the same playing field, but at the same time, I don't think that conversation between one and two is that close. I put them on the same playing field. I think they're on the same level, but I think there's still a, a, a decent-sized gap between one and two to me. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. And it's just it's the numbers, man. It's the like I said, he could put out Certified Lover Boy next week, and it could be a six. Well, like, and this is a thing, and that's the thing is like Drake's a megastar, and also like The Weeknd has turned into a pop star, which has elevated his his persona, his celebrity, yeah, which elevated him a lot. But I don't know, like I think Abel's there with them, uh, numbers wise. Like of course we said we said, but Abel's selling, like yeah, Abel, yeah, yeah he's, he's selling. not selling as much as he should be. That's the thing. I think he should sell more than he is now. Like, I think he's, despite being on the same playing field as Drake and, and as good as he is, I think he's still underrated. I feel like there's so many of my friends and so many people that just don't listen or don't know. And I'm just like, I don't know where you live people at. People don't do their research. With I don't music. know how, how big The Rock is that you yeah. sleep on under, underneath everything. He had night. the best selling, besides Taylor Swift, he had the best selling album last year. Yeah. yeah. And also, like I said, he's they're both not... Drake's not marketed as a rap star, so it's he's a brand. To, it's but just like, it's but just like easier to compare. It's a, it's a brand. Okay. You can play. You can like I said. I heard that come over now today. You can listen to it, Blinding Lights at Dicks. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, yeah. And anything that the man drops, you can listen to Hidden Hills or anything like that. So it's like I be feeling like this. Well, as you weekend fan, you see the progress in both the artists, Drake and him, but. At the end of the day, like, the separation comes in the spectrum. Like, that's a generational, like, talent and artist in Drake. And then you got a generational artist in fucking Weekend. But this is where the differential comes. Like, like oh, Owen just said Drake basically is, is pushed as something completely different than an artist. He's just, it's yeah. a brand. It's just like, I just made a comparison. And I'm going to say this again because I said this too. People don't do their research when it comes to music. They get one artist and they're waiting for the next thing. You don't go back three, four, or five different projects if they even have that much or whatever the case may be. People just want the now because everything's at your fingertips. Nobody really listens to the music anymore. Well, no one wants to take so, the time to go back and listen right, to every single project. Which is ridiculous because that's literally what it's there for. That's however, was- however, I'll say this. The differential comes like this. If they were doing the same thing, if Drake went back strictly on R&B and Weekend went straight back on R&B, it would be a completely different ballgame. But since they're in completely different lanes, Drake's going to continue to move, be that household name because everybody knows you him. Put him, yeah, you I'm put sorry. him back in the R&B playing field. The Weekend is putting Drake out to pasture. Well, and that's the thing, though, because like... like the weekend, the, it's not like the weekend doesn't come on songs and singing and try to rap, but his rapping is different. Yeah, because he's like he's harmonized. He's like a harmonized singing type of rap. Yeah, I think when it's all said like and done, like you did on Rambo. I think when it's all said and done, 
wherever the weekend ends up, I still think he'll be one of the most underrated oh, yeah, I think sure. I think he has yeah. so much star power. And like I said, I've put him on the same playing field. <laughs> I still feel like there's that gap between Drake and them. When it comes to talent, I don't think there's – I think you are second to none yeah. when it comes to the weekend in all of music No, today. no, I agree. I agree. He is – he is that talented. It's that's just, why Drake wanted to sign him. Yeah, and it, but it's just like I said, it's so hard to come at Drake because. But that's what Drake was right because like Drake's a different thing. Drake was saying that that seven years of them not talking, he regretted it because he's like that's seven years we could have been making anthems. Together. They could have been making so much money together. I'm already knowing it's gonna be a future together. Ridiculous. I ain't worried about that. They just gonna continue to move the past, but we'll get there eventually. But we could have been listening to it for the last seven years. That's the issue. I mean, that's what he's saying. No, I, no, I understand, but I'll be thrown like in situations like that. Like I say that, like that old saying. I, I, I'm not trying to offend anybody if anybody's not religious, but God do everything for a reason. There was a reason why they did not need to be together. I feel like I, that, like their egos or whatever the situation might have been that well, was so bad. They were Drake, fighting so much. It, it would have been trash. It, it wouldn't have been, been as good as it though, can be. Because Drake was like, because basically what Drake said was, Abel wanted to sign. But he didn't want to sign to an artist because he felt like he could have been bigger than Drake. Right. And that's why he wanted to start XO. But that's why he's getting the outcome he's getting now. And if you told me, if, sorry. You, if I listen to Crew Love and I'm listening to it and I'm listening to the, dun, 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 I would have told you personally, Shay then would have told you, nah, you're not being bigger than Drake. Look at Drake now. But I look at him now and I'm like, eh, like, you got, you got, you know. You got it. It's debatable. It's debatable. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. But, nonetheless, let's get into some start bench cut. Let's go. So, we're going to start it off with a couple music ones today. We've been doing artists the last couple weeks, so I want to switch it up. So, I went and did some projects this time. So, mm, I'm, I'm going to me, talk to me. I'm going to pit you against your favorite artist, but I'm going to pit Shay against his favorite first. Okay. So, so, for everybody, start bench cut, Astroworld, Birds, Rodeo. Do you want to go? I'll let you go first, then. We'll, we'll round out to him. I'll go second. I'll let you go first. Star bench cut. Yeah. Astroworld, Birds, Rodeo. All right. I'm going to start Rodeo. I'm going to bench Astroworld. I'm going to cut Birds. Yeah. And I think I'll let Shay talk about it at the end. But I'm going to start Astroworld. I'll bench, I'll bench Rodeo, and I'll, I'll cut Birds. Honestly, personally... Like, from my standpoint and the albums that I, like, if I had to pick personally for me what I like, I would start Astro World. I'd bench Birds and I'd cut Rodeo. I personally like Birds more. I think Rodeo is a better album, but I've always, Birds has always spoken to me more than, than Rodeo has. Oh, so, no. that's just me. That's just me, though. No, I know. I know, no, 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 I know Rodeo's fine. there. You're fine. But it's just personally, I love Birds it. has been, because hey. it's such a good tape. I, I love that tape so much. It is. Hey, I love it. Yeah, I'm not offended. Yeah. I agree. I I uh I start Astro World, bench rodeo, and I cut birds, which is so tough. Because yeah, I started rodeo. I still think birds is such an underrated. I team. don't. I there's no disrespect. I love rodeo. Oh, yeah. I, I just think the ride and the like just the meaning being behind it, like, like Astro World, the concept. Just, he like yeah. it's just. It's my favorite rapper's favorite part, and he put his all into that album, bro. The yeah, album like, is solid. I just, it's, it's, it's hard to talk about because, like, people don't understand it. Nah, it's, it's crazy, a different level, bro. Yeah. It's way past music. It's past. I want to listen to two to two and a half to three hours of just music. There's, me, a, 
There's an experience factor. Yeah. I listened to that album the other day. I was cleaning, and Beauty was in their sleep, and I played it. And um, I was cleaning, and Goosebumps. Yeah. I was honestly, me and Beauty listen to a lot of music together, and I think about it. But, yeah, I played it before him and Samari. Samari Ellen came. Samari came home, and it's just... I, I, bro, I got that. I got the carousel, and then once it gets to R.I.P. Screw, I sit down every time. I just I you just I gotta can't listen, man. turn up, bro. You gotta just bask in it. You gotta bask in it. Like I said, it's such an experience thing. Like if you're if you just listen to it and you're just like ah, you know, I'm listening to it. It's all right. Like you gotta feel it. Like yeah, there's not an album that you can sit down and listen to once and you're like, I know everything I need to know. Which you is don't. crazy because he feels like that about. I feel the same way about rodeo. Well, I feel like, that way about all like, these tracks. I feel that way about rodeo. Rodeo, I kind of like, feel like I can turn up more to rodeo. I don't. I, I I like rodeo more. I remember I got that album. I just got that rodeo LP. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. that's hard. The original, the original. That the I, yeah. not the one, not the deluxe, the original. Okay. I remember um, getting that, and I remember talking to Shay about it because, I mean, I'm gonna be real. My favorite ever. Overall, Travis project is always going to be out for real. I'm sorry. It just speaks to me differently. But when he came out with Road, it was just a different time. I remember I was in Georgia. I was talking to Shay every day. He came home for football practice. And I remember I sent him I sent him a screenshot. And I was like, bro, I'm already listening to it. I had got it. Because so it's European. Like In Europe, a lot of times they push the music out first, especially especially if it's like uh, uh, already finished and stuff. And then they Americanized release it. So, um my stepdad had a uh, had got a copy of it and he downloaded it to his terabyte and you know he put it on my phone or whatever. I was listening to, it, I was dissecting it, and I was just in love with it. But outside of that, being a super fan or whatever, but like listening to that sound and just listening to his growth was just crazy. And that was just like for me, I'm one of those people like I'm a concept person, but like he that's what took him off. Like that put him on a different pinnacle. That's what really made him start touring and getting his his chicken, bro. And I was just like, I just have a different kind of like appreciation for that because it just like a lot of people can, you know, it's all about perspective when it comes about music. But that was just something that just spoke to me because he made it what's, out of. What's uh, the best intro? Or all three. Best intro? <sighs> Pornography. You're tweaking. T.I. spoke on it? Well, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not saying it, but I understand. I was just saying. I don't know, man. I mean, the night and years away. Just outside of the Kepler solar system is crazy. Yeah. The beat drop twice. He it's does stargazing. that. Stargazing is, is, is one. It's a it's capturing. one of my favorite tracks on the entire album. Like I said, when I, when I talk about that experience, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That but song like, I, I is... Can't, the thing about stargazing is I can't listen to stargazing without hearing the live version. Exactly. 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 It's just different. Yeah. It's just a different it's experience, like, Every bro. time I hear the... I hear him just harmonizing, yeah. But I love the studio fun. version of it too. Like just being able to hear just that. I don't know what it is because both you know, headphones in. Just most everybody, everybody plays stargazing. Like they, like before he even dropped Afterworld, yeah. that was the lead. Like everybody, but he unreleased it. Yeah, and everybody was trying to get it, and then when we finally heard it. We were like, oh snap! But then it was like, okay, you going from that? Because bro, I ain't gonna lie to you that. I was here to see Playboy Cardi the next day. I'm going to go see the Dialer Tour. But right. I am not going to lie to you, bro. I was listening to that album and I was crying, bro. Because it was like, you go into, you go into Stargazing. It's, it's this hype song that you, you've you been wanting to hear, right? 
It's not even hype. The next song, you hear, you hear, you hear Screw's voice. Yep. Then you go and you hear Frank Ocean. It's one of my favorite duos right there, bro. Frank Ocean and Travis Scott. I'm a happy kid. Then you go into the next song, and Drake's on there. And I was literally having a talk with Charles before the album dropped, and I said mm-hmm. Drake's going to be on this album. Watch. And he was like, "No, nah, I can't see that going." I was like, "He was on company. Literally. They're going to go. It's yeah. going to happen." Yeah. And then I caught it, and Drake was on the album. And then you go in. It's just like that ride from there. It's just crazy. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's tough. I uh, personally, I think it's, and even though it's not on my top, I I think it's uh, the ends. Really? Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, that's bro. tough. But I know why. That, I know why. We have memories today. Yeah. Yeah, memories today. That was spring break, literally. But like. Bro, that like, song by itself, take the memories out of it. Like, that's, that's no, I mean, that is that is a euphoric type beat. Yeah, for sure. Only you can feel my Yeah, I'm listening to that on the way home. Bro. Scrap it all. That's Bro. what I'm listening to. Only no. you can feel it. <laughs> yeah. Take me to the two late night after. I'm turning go up. Girl, I make it out tonight. Just give me a one. <laughs> okay, I got it, copy. 2020, but I can't see nobody. Yes. Oh, Why not? Oh, me Illuminati. This gonna be the first that make him drop me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, bro. And then you go into and then you go into three stacks. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Tough. All right, bro. All right. I gotta take you down. You're up next. I was gonna do future studio albums, but I was like, well, let's no. be honest, this is future, this is whole something else. <laughs> yeah. We're doing mixtapes. Okay. Fifty six nights. Uh-huh. Beast mode. Uh-huh. Purple Rain. Beast mode. Star bench cut. Beast mode's gonna get started. Purple Rain's gonna get benched, and I'm gonna cut fifty six nights. Is that easy easy? Yeah. Without easy, a doubt. Easy. Fair enough. Okay. I'm sorry. It's, 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 I can explain why. I got it. I'll let you explain after yeah, we get yeah, through. Fifty six nights first. Ooh. He's a production. You starting man. it? He's yeah. a production man. That's, That's true. But yeah. I also yeah. like, yeah. I also like, like the little like uh, snakes skits, the skits with the dude from like Iraq talking. Yeah, and I also I, I love diamonds in Africa. Yeah. I got my diamonds in Africa. Yeah. Yeah. He I said my diamonds I, in Africa. Yeah, I love diamonds. He said, "On me some reptiles, y'all niggas some reptiles like." It just started going stupid, bro. Like, uh, yeah. for me, I would go beast well, mode. I didn't finish. Oh I didn't my finish. bad, my bad, my bad. Fifty six nights, beast mode. Then purple rain. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna stick with Mari because I think beast mode is the one I know the most too. So yeah. I started uh, purple rain, and then I haven't listened to fifty six nights a lot. So like, I would have to cut that just because I don't know. It's it. a production thing. I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking, but like, fifty six nights was more of a production thing. Well, I like the production. So too, then, though. so then. I'm, I'm gonna explain it. Beast mode, Postiera, beautiful, love it. That was Hendrix before Hendrix. I'd say it more, multiple, multiple times. Listen to this. you know that. you know that. you know that. This is the production. I do love the production. You got to listen to it by yourself. I know. In headphones. Make sure you send that to me. I'll listen to it tomorrow. Okay. Sure. okay. I'll be at 5.30 a.m. Just. Just. Go ahead. This right here. Like, the production on this is crazy. Purple Bones. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Then you go. Then you go. I love Purple coming in. Then you go to Mark Madness. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I love that style. And it was like an EP. It wasn't even like a full tape, but he just, it was so good. Bro, it was coming crazy. But like for me, B-Smoke Post-Sierra, beautiful. Hendrix behind Hendrix. Purple Rain misunderstood. People didn't understand the message behind it. It wasn't like, it wasn't like it was just... Like, people really thought it was trash because they didn't understand where he was going with it. It's and, like, bro, stuff. it's ridiculous, Just because they didn't understand it, like, think it's bad. Like, it's I don't know how people can listen to No Charge. I don't get how people can listen to per- Purple Rain. I don't know how people can listen to Inside the Masters and say that shit is fucking trash, bro. Like, y'all are ridiculous. And then you got Beast Mode, and that's production heavy. I had a bunch of different producers. He had Southside. He had... Uh, so uh, so Sosa he had Metro well, Boom, he had uh, Esco. not to cut you, like, not to cut ridiculous, you, ridiculous, bro, not to cut you. But we got breaking news live on the show. Yeah, I just saw it. I didn't know if we wanted to talk about it or not. Uh, BMX has died. <sighs> Damn it, man. He, he pronounced dead. No, I'm just honest, <sighs> that, bro. That's sad, bro. In all his endeavors and everything in life, I know there's going to be something coming. I hope they don't do a posthumous album because I know it's not going to do him justice because he didn't get a tap in like that. But exactly, I would say yeah. for everybody that's actually suffering, that actually understands, that actually had a grip on that, uh, blessings to you and your families and everything like that. I'm wishing all my condolences from BDL and everybody else to his primary family and everything like that. Um, it's a loss in, in, in hip-hop right now, bro. I'm honestly not going to lie. I'm like, I honestly wish I didn't say that. <laughs> wow. It's tough, man. That's sad. Like, yeah. I really, like, wow. That just... I killed um, it. Yeah, I killed it. Yeah. It's hard not to, though. Man, you got it. I got to. No, I'm not mad. I got to put like, it out. Like, wow. Yeah. RP, man. That's tough. There's not much you can say about it, really. Like yeah, the silence is the silence means just as much to me yeah. as than yeah. us sitting here and being full of words to say right now. So yeah, let's just keep moving. Yeah, but continue your turn. You're talking about the albums. I want to make sure you're all rounded up. Are you, you okay. good? You feel content yeah. with where you're at? All right. Yeah. Beast Mode, Purple Rain, 56 Nights. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, for sure. And if you don't know what Beast Mode is, please familiarize yourself with that ASAP. You're missing out on a lot of good music. One feature from the GOAT, Lil Wayne. Literally. Missing a lot of good music. If you don't listen to that tape. Yeah, for real. All right. Into our athletes today. I feel like, so we did the Legendary Centers, and I feel like y'all like that one a lot. So Mm -hmm. I went back. I went modern day today. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid. Or Carl Anthony Towns. Can I start Yeah. Ooh. I'm going to go Jokic, start, I'm benching, uh, MB, and I'm cutting cat. Fair enough. Shay, what you got? Nicole uh, Jokic. Embiid and cat. Where you got? Jokic, I'm starting. You starting Jokic? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm putting, I'm benching and beating, I'm cutting cat. Yeah. Well, I love cat to death, and I've I've been one of cat's biggest critics for the past couple of years, but I just, I wasn't looking at the numbers a lot. I still put a knock on him, though, because I just don't know what else Minnesota needs to succeed 
Well, they did a great trade with Denver last offseason. Mm-hmm. They landed D'Angelo Russell. You have Carl Anthony Towns. Bro, he came back the other night and put up 25-3-9. Yeah, he seems to always put bro, up numbers, bro. bro he's Timber- a dog, bro. I'm sorry. He's a bucket. The Timberwolves, at the end of the day, end up the bottom team in the West every single year. I just don't bro, understand what There's too much talent in the West. They, they need to reorganize the whole NBA. I've been saying this for years. I've been talking to Shea about this since, like, what, freshman year? Minnesota needs to be in the East Coast. I'm sorry. It's not a West Coast team, bro. They're not dominant. They're not dominant. Memphis is in the West. They're not dominant, bro. They need to put New Orleans well, it's just about in the, the East, bro. Like, they need to make it more they need to make it more competitive. If like they when put, the teams were founded, you know, like they Memphis needs to be in the East. They need to we put also Memphis. Think, like, you also have to account for like teams when teams move. Like Seattle, yeah. who's in the West, and then you go to OKC. OKC is really not West. They're really not East either. Yeah. But since they were in Seattle, Seattle was in in, in that conference. They right. stayed so, Did you say your three? No, I haven't said yet. Right. I think I had him in order, though. I want to put Embiid first so bad. I really do. He's so dominant, and he does everything so well. He puts his back to the basket. He has the best footwork since Kim Olajuwon. Amen. He can shoot the three. He's a defensive man. He, yeah. he is a defensive player of the candidate. Every single year that he is healthy and he plays 60-plus games. But it's just that that Jokic does it all, not as dominantly. He does it all well just because Andy gets five extra, six extra assists tonight, man. You can't overlook the playmaking. It's it's ridiculous that he is averaging like 25, 11, and 8 right now. That's at, at 6, 11, 2, 8. 27280. Like ridiculous. The most unathletic man you have ever seen touch an NBA court in your life. He's going stupid. And he is putting up these numbers and just it's insane. So as much as I want to put in beat first for a dominance factor, you can't I can't overlook that. It's the playmaking to me is where it separates. That's what gives Jokic that top spot. If it wasn't for his playmaking ability and they had the same amount of assists, I I think it's in beat, no question. Because he does everything else better. But it's just that playmaking aspect, and there's no Nobody else does it like Jokic, does, like Jokic does at that position. There's no playmaking big like that at center. He shoots or the even ball at power so forward. And so he shoots the ball well. He, he so puts well. it back to his basket. And he just pulls off the most ridiculous, like, horse-type shots. Like, double-team, three seconds on the shot clock. He's already faced up. He can't turn around and create space. He just, like, it's almost like a hook shot, but it's just at the top of his release. He just, yeah, it's cash every single time. He's nasty. So, man. yeah. And, like I said, I love Cat. He's good. It's just, it's... We gotta win some games eventually. I'm not even gonna put I know on his how team. good you are, but it's just I can't overlook that at a certain point. So I'll go Jokic and be I know we got one more, but got a couple minutes left. So the last couple minutes is the Owen show, man. You you run us by what you got with sports and I wanna get all you can before we get off this thing. All right. So just to tap Talk on both things real quick. With the NFL, two new rule changes came out these last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they approved the 17-game regular season. I believe we talked about that a little bit last week. So, basically, the 8-8 eight eight season is no more. It's not possible. You can go 8-8-1, eight, eight and one, mm-hmm. but no more 8-8, eight, eight, no more 7-9. We did talk why not. Yeah. So, um, that's a big thing going forward. Thursday Night Football is still a thing. Shouldn't be. If you want to hear more about that stuff, tap into last week's episode. Yes, episode sir. Eight, because I went into length on that and why I hate Thursday night football. And it's all that so stuff. mediocre, bro. Yeah. So also, um, it hasn't been approved officially yet. I hope it's approved by the time the show comes out. Um, the NFL is rethinking their rule on numbers. Uh, so quarterbacks, punters, and kickers can wear it's like numbers one through nineteen, which hasn't changed. So quarterback rolling wouldn't change. 
But running backs can use numbers 1 through 49 and 80 through 89. So we could see Derrick Henry back at number two like he was at Alabama. You could see Zeke back at 15 like he was at Ohio State. Uh, defensive backs can now go 1 through 49. So you can have single digits at corner. That's you can have single digits at running back. Wide receiver and linebacker can all have single-digit numbers now as well. So it hasn't been approved yet, but it's picked up a lot of steam the last couple of days, and it's it's all in agreement that it's probably going to be approved here in the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, defensive linemen and offensive linemen didn't change at all, uh, but linebackers now have the ability to go single uh, single digit as well. And wide receivers aren't on here, but um, I think they classify as the running back. I'm pretty sure they can. They're going to be able to go back to to single digits as well because you have. I mean, skill position. It's a majority of wide receivers have the. <laughs> The number ten to nineteen, anyways. Valid. Like you think of all the top receivers in the game, a majority of them have stuck in that number range. Yeah, anyways. ten to nineteen. Yeah. So you talk about DeAndre Hopkins is ten, Julio Jones is eleven, Devontae Adams is seventeen, 17. Tyree Kill is ten, Michael Thomas is seventeen. Um, I mean that's the top five right yeah, there. Stephon Diggs yeah. is is there. Adam Thielen's the single digits or the in the teens. Justin Jefferson. It just keeps DK going Metcalf. On. Like I said, I could go all day long. Kenny Galladay, literally. And he probably had the top 20 receivers in the league. 10 and 19. I think 19 <laughs> of them probably have that number. It's hard to think of a dominant receiver that has the 80 to 89 like like it's statistically usually been. So it'll also be interesting to see how it changes for tight ends as well because usually they're, they're good to rock 40 to 49 and then 80 to 89. So it'll be curious to see if they also get looped in with the wide receivers to go back to single digits and stuff like that. So um, um, the last thing, the thing that I want to talk about the most, the thing I'm most excited for, I want to do a little NFL top 10 mock because obviously the draft's coming up. It's the most exciting thing for, for all sports fans right now. Uh, me and Shay have a chance to go to Cleveland and be there for the first round, so that's going to be super cool. Um, and it's just, it seems like, with COVID and the way pro days and, and there's not a, an actual combine this year and everything. Oh, there's not a combine? No, mm-hmm. it's just strictly pro days. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, and so that's why also like guys like Justin Fields, is he's going to have a second pro day, um, and the Niners are going to be there to look at him for pick three. Um, so That's this week. Jones. I mean, that's the upcoming week, right? Tuesday? Yeah, I think it's this. It's coming up this week after the show drops. Yeah. So he'll have his second pro day for – because. Because we talk about all the hype with Mac Jones and pick three and the joking. Niners. He I, was, I had a pin jack. Well, I mean, that's where they were. Ohio State was having their, their pro day in Columbus, and Kyle Shanahan in the 49ers front office was down in, in Alabama watching Mac Jones in his pro day. So they're going to be able to go out and watch Justin Fields throw this week for the second time, and you'll probably see a lot of quarterback prospects throw for a second time, especially like pro days where it matters the most is going to be for Zach Wilson and Trey Lance, 100%. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have as much tape. Trey Lance only has two games this year. Um, and also for for Zach Wilson just not being able to play at the competition level. We didn't get to watch him in the playoffs. Like that's, true, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. So, so jumping into the mock, uh, the first two picks are definitely the easiest. It's a foregone thought that Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one overall pick. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if they went Wilson at one just because why not? It seems like yeah. it could switch. But – Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson will be picks one and two. There is a small chance the order flips and Wilson goes one, Lawrence goes two. Um, if Lawrence somehow falls all the way to three to the Niners, where it's over. Wrap wrap it up. 
because they're going to run it. If Trevor Lawrence lands in Kyle Shanahan's offense somehow by miracle of God, just pack your bags. We'll see you in the second place line because the Niners have <laughs> a lot of Super Bowls coming up in the next five to ten years. So, um, so I think Wilson and, and Lawrence go one and two. And they try to get my boy KP. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen that. Not KP, but KT. 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 Um, at three, it's almost a foregone conclusion that Mac Jones is going at three. That seems to be every report we've seen. For all my Niners fans, I'm speaking into existence. I think they're gonna they're gonna come to their senses and they're gonna take fields when it comes down to it at pick three. Uh, I feel like if I talk about it strongly enough, that maybe John Lynch will somehow hear me and they'll avoid making one of the bigger mistakes of their franchise. He definitely had. listens to the podcast. Well, yeah, I mean, most GMs do. I don't know where else you're gonna go for. As reliable sports talk as you can get, because definitely not true. those other people. Some people be out there, yeah, running so, out. So, like I said, I'm I'm praying that they make the right decision. And they take Justin Fields. I think that's the biggest thing for Fields too. Is this Tuesday, whenever that second pro day is, when the Niners are going to be there, you have to be on your A game. Like this could decide whether you land in Shanahan's offense with his the weapons they have and and how how offensively talented his mind is versus you landing in Atlanta or literally anywhere else, you know, like Who, you just for Justin Fields. I'm not going to lie to you. I was talking about that. Not to cut you off. I don't really think it would be a bad, like fit for him to be in Atlanta. I don't think it would be either. You're looking at sitting behind Matt Ryan for a year or two. I just don't think the coaching staff is reliable as San Francisco Amen. is. Amen. Okay, I think I San Francisco has a more reliable front office and a more reliable coaching staff. Yeah. So this second pro day for Justin Fields to me is you have to go out and make yourself at least make a case for you being the number three overall pick. Julio, come to Baltimore. Yeah, because because <laughs> like I said, it's not anywhere else. That'd be, gonna, crazy gonna, That'd be a crazy offense. Justin Fields, Julio, really, Todd Gurley. The line, honestly, first six games was top ten. I'm not going to lie. They did their thing, and then they started not finishing games, and then pff, they just started crying. That's That's so, always been their issue. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, their defense is not bad. They have one of the best linebacking cores in the league. They win. got so, Arthur Smith from yep. Tennessee. Yep. I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like Tennessee didn't have the most revolutionary offense to start with. Yeah. They were super hyped up about it. Like I said, I don't – I feel like an offense that hands the ball to their running back 30 times and then 20 other 25 pass plays or play action isn't the offensive mastermind you're looking for in today's game. (laughs) Oh, 100%. Yeah. I'm not lying. That's why I said when when David Coley left and he went to Houston, I was hyped because we went – that's our passing game coordinator. We had the worst passing offense in the league last year. If that shows you where Houston's at in the realm of schemes, they decided they looked at Eric Bieniemy. They looked at all these guys in the offseason. They're like, nah. I feel like the guy to spark our offense is the guy that leads the worst pass offense in the league. Let's get him. The guy that's also has nothing to do with the best run offense in the league. Let's bring him in. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like I said, David Coley has his job because he's a people's person. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't need people piercings in my office, in my front office. I need people that are going to win me games. Yeah. So they yeah. can go be a people person in Houston and deal with their whole quarterback situation because it's a mess. So like I said, uh, the Niners go quarterback at three, not a doubt about it. It'll be yet to be seen who they take. I hope they take Fields. They might take Jones. There's still a possibility that they take Trey Lance at three as well. He is talented. Oh, I forgot about Trey Lance. It's yeah. a, he There's is a, a strictly – to me, that's the guy that needs to land in Atlanta because he's the guy that's still two or three years away Did, where he can sit behind Matt Ryan. Who's – um? 
um, Aaron Rodgers back up? Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Where did he come from? Uh, Utah. Okay. I, I don't know why I keep getting him and Trey Lance on. Nah, Trey Lance went uh, goes to North, North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, yeah, where Carson Wentz played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so at four, four is the biggest question mark because it all depends on what happens at three. Valid. Uh, if Mac Jones goes at three, I think Justin Fields is the foregone conclusion to go at four. If Fields goes at three, they may go Lance at four. Like I said, I feel like he's a guy that could sit for a year or two. Matt Ryan, I think, still has a year he or two left. He has a heavy arm. Like, he's strong arm. Yeah. Hell, so you sit him behind Matt Ryan for a year or two. I think that ends That's up. That's an air raid offense. They could go tackle. Uh, their line hasn't, like you said, it was started off good last year. Penny Sewell will probably be available at four. They could go tackle. With Julio Jones aging, they could try to try to amp up the wide receiver room and take a receiver here. I don't think it would be smart, but I wouldn't put it out of, out of yeah. the realm of possibility. I, like I said, I think they should go quarterback – who knows? Like I said, it heavily weighs on what the Niners do at three. Um, pick five is another one that could go one of two ways. You could go get um, the best cat, pass catcher in the draft at Kyle Pitts and stack him with Joe Burrow. You could go get Penny Sewell as long as Atlanta doesn't take him at four. You could give him the left tackle he needs to keep him upright for the mm-hmm. next 10 to 20 years of his career. Or you could go get his old college teammate, Jamar Chase, who would have an immediate impact. Um, I think there goes Sewell. As, as as tempting and as tantalizing as all the receiver prospects are, you, there you don't get a chance to draft a number one left tackle like this that often. There hasn't been a lot that have came into the league Mm-mm. at the left tackle spot and immediately succeeded the way that I think Penny Sewell is going to. Ronnie Stanley, Ronnie Stanley's done it recently, mm-hmm. but like you go back to like the 08 draft class, like with Luke Jokel and Eric Fisher, who have turned it up later on in their careers, but originally they were both huge draft busts for both the Jags and the Chiefs. So I think it's very, very important for them, especially with Joe Burrow tearing his ACL, getting hurt last year. The the priority has to be keeping him upright and getting a solid left tackle for the future to me, is the easy move for Cincy to make. But it's going to be tough looking at the cream of the crop at every other position because there's a solid chance we get to pick five, and there's four quarterbacks off the board, and they can pick anybody they want at that five spot. So that's where it's a little bit of a a dicey thing, but I think Sewell's the pick. I think that's what they will do. And then you get into pick six with the Dolphins. Who knows? I have no idea. They're probably going to go receiver. But that's another thing. That just makes it even tougher because we have Jalen Waddle, you have Devonta Smith, you have Jamar Chase, and you have Kyle Pitts. You have four top receivers there. There's a chance that two of them are going to be off the board. Realistically, one will be off the board. You have to make your pick after that. I think Jalen Waddle's the best fit for them. I think Mike Gusecki's there. If they took Kyle Pitts, they'd have to get a little bit freakier with the, the sets, split them out at wide out, put them in the slot a lot. Um, I think Waddle's a better fit. I think that's the explosive playability that they want and need in Miami. They have their one guy, Devontae Parker. Mike Gusecki turned it on and was arguably a top-five tight end stat-wise this last year. I think Waddle is that big, explosive play over-the-top stuff that they need. Devontae Smith is also there, but a lot of people have said that Jalen Waddle would have had a better year if he didn't get hurt. I uh, agree. I think he's he is that guy when it comes to speed and over-the-top and and that type of stuff. So I think uh, Miami goes Waddle at six. Um, the Lions at seven. I think if there's any team in the top ten that should trade down, to me, it's Detroit, 100%. I think they have too many gaps to fill to take a top guy and have to wait on other needs. I think if they can move back 
into the middle of the first and get an early second back or maybe get two firsts back somehow um, from a team like Miami would be a good one as well since they have multiple firsts. Mm-hmm. Like Detroit is a team that has too many gaps to really make this pick, but I think if they do, I think Jamar Chase is, to me, the easy pick. They have to replace the hole that Kenny Galladay left. Jamar Chase is by far the most NFL-ready receiver out of this class, I think, including Kyle Pitts. I think he has the ability to come in and make the most ready impact. I think him sitting out this year, a lot of people forgot what he did when Joe Burrow was his quarterback. Uh, Jared Goff isn't the best guy in the league, but this is another guy like I think Philly would be ecstatic to get Chase. It just depends on where he falls. I think he's, to me, he's the Justin Jefferson. He's the guy that's going to come in and he's going to do it right away, and I think he's going to be extremely talented. Because I, I think he's the most, thing, like, I, I think he's the most well-rounded. I forget about Jamar, and that's my biggest thing. Because my biggest, I was always big on Justin. Yeah. And when he, when Justin was at LSU, I was big on Justin. Fair enough. But I think Jamar has the ability to come out and do the exact same. Justin just got that flash. Yeah, I think I think Jamar has. He doesn't have the flash. He has the flash without the charisma to me. Like yeah. he doesn't he doesn't style it the way that Justin does. But I think he has that same dog that Justin. does. So I think, I think Philly or – or um, I don't think it will fall to Philly. Philly ought to move up for him, I think. Um, because, like I said, I think he can come in and you can put him wherever you want, and I think he's going to excel. I think Jalen Waddle has more pop. He has more of a higher ceiling. You'll get a lot more out of him. But for an offense like Philly or Detroit, they need a guy that's just going to come in and be the steady workhorse. And to me, that's what Jamar Chase has written all over him. Um, Finally, at pick eight, now that they've traded for Sam Darnold, we didn't need to talk about that. The Panthers later did Sam Darnold this last week. So there's their quarterback for the future. They don't need to go QB at eight. I think they get Kyle Pitts. And let me tell you something. If they said who? Kyle Pitts at eight. To who? To Carolina. Oh, I thought you said him going. That's a good pick. To me, that's a perfect fit for Carolina. Yeah. Um, I think Carolina has a – if they can get in rhythm and they stay healthy, which seems he had his injury issues last year, I think Carolina is primed to arguably have a top 10 offense in the league. Mm-hmm. And I, that's well, well out there with how, how badly Sam Darnold's played. Like I said, I've been a Sam Darnold believer since day one. I think he's mm-hmm. had the flash in the pan of genius, but he's been with Adam Gase his first three, four years of his career. And that's a tough thing to overcome. But you have to look at the offense that he has around him. So you have Sam Darnold. You have the best running back in the league, Christian McCaffrey. He can do it all. He can run the ball, and he can catch out of the backfield. That's a huge asset for you. You take Kyle Pitts. There's your dominant tight end going forward. You have D.J. Moore, who's one of the most underrated receivers in the league, and Robbie Anderson, who sneakily caught 1,000 yards from, from Teddy Bridgewater over these last two years. I was on uh, I was on KP Instagram today, and then he said that he was going to be at the draft, which you know got me hyped. Yeah. I'm trying to see my boy. 100%. But, uh, they had said he was like, yeah, I've been ready to pull these gators out for a minute now. I just he's such he's so he's such a cornball. Yeah, but it's so funny. I still love it though. Yeah. I love a guy like that. So I think Pitts is one of the guys that, like I said, he has a readily avail uh, the possibility of being a bust, just being a tight end. But like I said, the more creative of a team he goes to, the better. I think Matt Rule's offense is a little bit more creative than most. I think he would he would do well there, and it's also a position of need. I think they have two great wideouts. They have a great running back. I think they have a young QB. I think Kyle Pitts lands perfectly and fits well in that offense. Now, pick nine at Denver. This is another one where I don't know. Corner, corner's kind of a need. 
but they they have the depth at corner to not really need one. It's just Patrick Sertain's sitting there, and that is he's to me he's a one corner going forward, and I think he's the guy you can build on to keep Ooh. going with Justin Simmons, Patrick Sertain the second. But at the same time, Von Miller aging, Bradley Chubb has had his injury issues. I think Micah Parsons is probably the second best athlete in this draft after Kyle Pitts, probably the best defensive athlete. Four three or three four edge rusher. He ran a four three at outside linebacker. That's absolutely insane. I think Denver and their defensive mind and the way they like to get after the QB. I think Michael Parsons is too good of a of a prospect to pass up on. As much as they want Patrick Sertain, I think at the end of the day they're going to land on Parsons. I don't understand, how which Patrick, I don't think is the right move, but I think they will. Like I don't know how Patrick Sertain is still the number one cornerback. Not disrespecting, I love him. He's a, he's a freak athlete, but Jason Warren did. Better numbers in every, almost everything that you look at in the corner, and he's still sneaking under the radar. Yeah, he's still not even in the top fifteen, which is he, sad. You could see him slip above Sertain, though. There's a solid chance. Oh yeah, that, no, for sure. There's a chance that Sertain goes at nine, and then J.C. Horn would go at ten to Dallas, and that's or vice versa. If if Denver smartens up and takes Horn there, then we could see that's we could see Sertain go to ten. Draft days, anything can happen. You could have a flip of the dime on the day. You could set Kyle Pitts for four months and land on Jamar Chase. We, we can to get it. to the draft day, and that four pick is gone, and anybody can go with that Falcons pick because they're already talking about it. They're open up to trading for anybody. Exactly. And more likely than not, honestly, if somebody trades up to that pick, that means that there's going to be a fourth quarterback going there regardless because most of the time when you're moving up, when you have three quarterbacks going one, two, three, somebody moving up to four is probably going after a quarterback. That's valid. That's valid. So um, I have Michael Parsons there. Um, I also could see, like I said, Sertain or J.C. Horn going there because it's, it's just – interchangeable, yeah. Corner – neither of those spots to me are really super huge needs for Denver, but the talent is just too good. There's no game-breaking talent in any other positions for you to go there, so I think you land on corner or line. And then for Dallas, I see the same philosophy that I see with Denver. Corner is 100% the biggest need for them. Um, I think if Denver takes a corner, maybe it helps them in the long run. Maybe they can land on J.C. Horn. Um, they might entertain. Dallas is another team I could see to trade back because as good as they are, their defense has so many holes that they need more picks. Too many injuries. Exactly. Right now their top two corners are Jordan Lewis and – I don't even know off the top of my head, to be honest with you. Just, they need help yeah. at the corner spot. So I think if Dallas – but like you said, reports that came out the last couple of days that Jerry Jones is in love with Kyle Pitts and wants to move up in the draft to get him. So you could see Dallas go to four and take Kyle Pitts. Hope that doesn't happen. Which is, hey, here you go. Dallas has the most talented offense in the league once again for the fourth straight year. Let's see if they can win more than ten games with it because they haven't been able to so far. No. But, yeah, um, the the talent that Dallas is offered, like, say they pull off that move to four. First of all, it doesn't help you at all. Your defense is still going to lose you eight games a year because you're paying all these guys $10 million And they can't get off the fucking field. You cannot. Yeah, your defense can't hold anybody. It doesn't <laughs> matter who it is. They can't hold anybody. But then, but you also have to look at the prospect of that, that offense being Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, um, Tony Pollard. You have... Mari Cooper, Michael Gallup, uh, C.D. Lamb, and Kyle Pitts. And their offensive line hopefully being healthy. C.D. Lamb and Kyle Pitts? That's absolutely terrifying. But like I said, you're running the same thing you did last year. Your defense can't 
hold someone inside of a wet paper bag. I don't know what metaphor you so, want to use, but Dallas's defense can't do it. Well, hit the water if you fell off a boat. Exactly, type <laughs> thing. Couldn't catch a cold winter type thing. Before we uh, end the show, I got worried. Bro, I'm sorry, bro. DMX is deaf is the most unclear thing ever, bro. Because I feel like it's rumor after rumor after rumor. So his, his, his manager just came on and said that he's not dead. Okay. He's alive. Well, he's still on life support and he's still trying to fight through it. He's a vegetable right now. That's the issue. That's yeah. what we were talking about earlier. It's kind of a 50 50 thing where now it's up to the decision of the family what they want to do. Yeah, and because, the family's going to release a statement tomorrow. Yeah, so at the time of this recording, we had reports he was dead. Now we don't know. So if you want to truly know, you're going to have to do the research. By the next stuff. time the show comes so, out next week, we should know more. Yeah, 100%. So. so. If you feel like waiting until next week, you can tune in there. Obviously, we want you to tune in regardless of whether you want to hear about DMX or not. But if you want that updated news, you might have to go find it yourself. So, Thank you for listening to Boys on Lighter Podcast with Owen Burks, Mara Sanchez, myself, Ashe. Shouts out to Dolph. Shouts out to Ebro. Shouts out to the whole gang. Everybody, um, man. Shouts out to uh, our parents. I know we're forgetting somebody. Um, the Jake, boys, Natalie, Jake, Brandel, Kyrie, uh, everybody. So. The whole gang. Yes. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Yeah.